Trophy Achievers Podcast, a show where we chat about our love for gaming, the trials and tribulations, as well as our celebrations of trophies and achievements. In this month's show, Wayne is back from his week off work skiving. Of course, I mean he's recovered from COVID, so it's great to have him back. Tom is looking to turn his adventures with Elden Ring into a weird and twisted fan fiction novel, hopefully with some sexy plot twists. I haven't been playing much at all, but I do have a good reason for this. And Pete, on the other hand, has been playing eight games just to make me jealous. That and a lot more in this month's episode of the Trophy Achievers podcast. I've mentioned them already. I'm Chris, by the way. Uh, but joining me are my fellow co-hosts. We've got Wayne. Hello. Good to have you back. Are you feeling better? Yeah, I'm loads better, thank you. I've come back to sort you guys out, to be honest. I've listened to the last show a couple of times. And, you know, I, I've had COVID twice, not three times. <laughs> you didn't know anything about Xbox. And you're slagging me off for missing the show because of the fantasy cricket. And I'm still in second place. And Pete and Tom have got some bad games on their list. <laughs> well, first of all, you listened to the show twice, so you definitely must have been delirious. And then it's, I'm sure it's fancy, is it critic? Did you say cricket? I did. <laughs> I had cricket. So there you go. I think mate, you may still have uh, some after effects from COVID, but no, it is genuinely good to have you sat next to me as always, um, which is nice. And as we said, um, uh, off air, so, so to speak, um, you are like a radiator. It, my, the temperature in my room has just gone up by a few degrees since you walked in. So I don't know if that's just the effect you have on me or uh, or if you are like just a human radiator. I don't oh, it's just how bright my T-shirt is. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I'm hot under the collar right now, definitely. Anyway, um, also joining me uh, from his fun in the sun and exploits, exploits, exploits even... Uh, we have Tom. How are you? Are you feeling okay? Good evening. I'm. I'm feeling all right. This is. I feel like I'm in the room. I don't have to put the. He's dead. <laughs> He's dead. Okay, Mike. Good morning, you new host. Start auditions. Tom, are you there? Yeah. Can you not hear me? You. You disappeared yeah, we couldn't for a second. Oh, can, you, can you hear me now? Yeah. It was. It was perfect yes. timing actually because I asked if you were feeling okay and then you just kind of died on air, on air so. i have no idea what happened there um but yes i'm here this is the um i'm in the room where i don't have to use my whispering voice but it sounds like a bit husky because i've i've come back off holiday and i'm, I'm feeling a little bit worse for wear to be perfectly honest so i, I apologize if there's any um any uh, bad editing moments on my end from coughing and and uh, just sound a little bit croaky no, I'm sure you found, you sound actually. Uh, I think you kind of like you find that nice balance of the the quiet whisper and the husky, you know, sexiness of it all. I think it's it's very. Good. I feel like I've got multiple um, personality disorder because I just have so many different voices over the last four five episodes now that we've done. And I think I've had the same voice for more than two episodes. So 
You're just showing your range, Tom. You're just showing off. That's all it is. You like that? What's, I've not seen the, the sequels, but what's that one with James McAvoy? And he's got multiple personalities. Oh, is Split. it Split? Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah, really Split. Film. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, good to have you here as well, as always. And last but not least, it's the man from Sony, our Lord and Masters. It's Pete. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Very, very relieved now that the new PlayStation Plus is out in the wild. Yay! Even if, if, even if people may not may not think much of it, but hey, it's out there now. Well, I think it's frigging awesome, Pete. Um, I've not touched it at all, but I just think it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gl- glowing recommendation, I, Chris. It's great. By it's, it's kind of like my PlayStation. I'll talk about this later on when we sort of talk about what we've been achieving. Has become almost a bit like my Steam library. I look at it and I think, oh, I've got loads of games I could play there, and then I do nothing with them. That's kind of where I'm at at the minute with my uh, my gaming. But it will even out. I'm sure it will. Um, but no, I, I've had a quick look at it, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in more detail shortly. But I think it's um, it's quite impressive. I was impressed with the amount of games that are on, on there. Dwayne's nodding, so that's good for a podcast. But uh, uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that shortly. But uh, it's great to be back behind the mic with everybody. It does feel like it's been a while, doesn't it? I don't know. When was the last time we yeah, recorded? I think I it's been remember. a slightly bigger gap this one, isn't it? I think it might have been a six-weeker. Yeah. Yeah, I think right. so, and as well because it's coming into the the summer, and uh, you know, I, my gaming always drops off a little bit. Well, it, it would normally if I was gaming, but because you're out in the sun, you're doing stuff with the kids and the family, and you know, so um, it's that's probably why we're a little bit behind. But it's fine. Um, I'm just looking now. Last show was released on the 30th of May, so oh, it's the 29th of June as of recording this show. So um, yeah, there you go. A couple of months, right? So, there's been lots happening since we last recorded, and uh, so shall we talk about some of it? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Come on, then. Right, back in a sec. Right, here we go. There's been lots happening. Lots. I don't. I mean, I only looked at this document that um, that I'm assuming. Well, we've all contributed to it. Not me so much again um, because I'm lazy. But uh, there's so many links on here. So although somebody's written on here, we we don't have to go through everything. I'm going to set ourselves a little challenge, and let's go through everything. But I'm going to give you random times to talk about nice. them, and then when when your time's up, then that's it. We're moving on to something else. The idea came because my daughter, my eldest daughter had parents' evening and it was all online still. Not quite sure why, but anyway. And um, the way it worked was you had to book your appointments with the teacher and then you had a five-minute counter. And then the, the counter, the timer counted down. And then when it got to the one minute, it, it turned red. So it felt like I was doing this weird speed dating uh, because it was straight onto the next teacher. There was no kind of break or anything like that. And then also... Um, I felt like it was in a Bond movie or something because, like, when it got to the like the, the timer was counting down, it was like down to ten seconds. I was thinking, oh, shit, something's going to explode. Um, so yeah, I'm going to set us a little timer. It's going to be random, so it's not going to be like five minutes per um, topic or item. So here we go. Right, 
let's go with the first one on the list, which is everything announced during the Summer Game Fest. And as I say that, I have to find the link. Because of course, thanks to the lovely Eurogamer, all of them are titled everything. So I've got to find the one which is relevant. So here we go. There you go. And Wayne, I am going to give us, and you, obviously Pete and Tom, uh, seven minutes. Here we go. So seven minutes and time starts now. So I'm going to hand it over to Wayne. Okay, well, we started off with the Sony State of Play which was um, actually one of the better um, showcases, I feel like. I'm not talking about that. We're talking about this. <laughs> the Summer Game Fest. You've oh, already you wasted are... 20 seconds. <laughs> Next. But oh, the Sony thing was before Summer I don't Game care. Fest. I'm doing it randomly. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Summer Game Fest wasn't that great after the state of play. <laughs> okay. Well, um, anyway, what did we see? What did we see? I don't know, you've took the... <laughs> oh, Jesus, come on, this is going well. Does anybody want to jump Resident in? Resident Evil 4 Remake. Ooh, yeah, okay. Was that on the? Was that one of the things that was announced? I've got the list of games here for the summer reviews, announcements and trailers. Um, so the top one so far is Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, I, mm -hmm. I haven't... I don't think I've played Resident Evil 4 from back... Ever? Then. No. Because it was, it was oh, around God, that Tom. weird time where... I was not, it, it was around that time where I didn't get to replay, I, I, I haven't played any of the Resident Evil games, it was two remake was the first one I got to play, um, and sorry, one one remaster, and then two remake, and three remake, so yeah, four, I never ever played, so I'm, I'm buzzing for this one. Anybody else played Resident Evil 4? Uh, yes, it's, it's an amazing game, it really is. Um, Pete, what about you, any highlights? Uh... Why well, remake looks looks good? I'm not. I'm kind of in the camp where I don't think it needs a remake already. But hey, like maybe it's for, it's aimed at people like Tom who haven't had a chance to play it yet. Um, I I it had, it had a few trailers. I think the Callisto Protocol looked really good. I think that was actually my personally my favourite trailer. Are you going to play it though? That was shown. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big giant wuss, and I can't I cannot stand horror. Cannot wait. But I think it really nailed that. It, it yeah just. In production values and really nailing that um, Dead Space vibe, which is ironic given there is a Dead Space remake coming as well. Yeah, it's it does look good. Uh, I, yeah, I knew really nothing good. about this game, so I am actually psyched for it for it because it comes out later on this year. Yeah, it's from the team yeah, the that same. made Dead Space originally. Yes. So I don't know if you're yeah, sure aware of that. And they're saying it's gorier than Dead Space. Um, yeah, it's by Glenn Schofield, who we've met at Eurogamer at one point or another. He was uh, also behind my favourite Call of Duty, Advanced Warfare. It's the only one I've got a prestige in the multiplayer on. So, um, sure, I didn't know you worked on a Call of yeah, Duty. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, he's a, he's a great developer. and um, I, To be fair, this has totally put me off, the Dead Space remake. Because okay. I think if we're getting a brand new made um, from the ground up game um, of this ilk, then I think this should be better. Yeah, I agree with you, Wayne. I I was buzzing for Dead Space because that's one of my favourite horrors of all time. But this is just now this is blowing that out of the water, and I just I'm I'm going to get this. I think as a Christmas present. I think this is what I want for Christmas. A little bit of gore fest. Excellent. I remember the marketing campaign for Dead Space Two, and I think what they did was they showed all of the deaths to um, pensioners, 
Um, there's a, isn't you get it on YouTube? And it was just like, <laughs> yeah, one of those it, what, it, yeah, it was funny, wasn't it? Because like, you know, there's some really horrible. I think they they upped the ante with the second one uh, in terms of gore. So, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, Dead Space is a, is a great game. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, this this new one, Callisto Project, 100% behind that. So cool. Um, what else did we see? Anything else? Flashback two. That's one I wasn't expecting. Um, any other reveals from? From this that we like the look of? Uh, the fact that Stray is coming out really soon and coming out to um, PlayStation Plus, Extra, Premium, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, glad to see that. One for me personally because I've got it as part of my one of my picks. And and secondly, because I am intrigued by it. I think, it I, I think managing expectations, I don't know if it's going to be amazing or not, but I think it would just be something a little bit fresh and different. Hopefully off the yeah. back of Elden Ring as well by the 19th of July. Yeah, uh, and also just looking at this, uh, for, well, people who have been able to pick this up by the time they listen to this show, but um, the Cuphead DLC comes out tomorrow. Oh, I've got, I've that, got sh- that. I've got that in the uh, yeah. Pick, yeah, that was shown off, so that was cool. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's only about seven pound, and you get an extra um, character, a lady character, um, to play that's got a extra health point, hmm. and they've added a lot of verticality to the boxes. So. Okay supposed to be good well, excellent and anything else that we we like the look of i know you quite like this because you like jeff Keighley, didn't you wayne i do so I, I really liked um the marvel midnight suns trailer um just watched doctor strange and um i was thinking what what games have doctor strange in well that's gonna and um it's an rpg um sort of a mix between action and the XCOM um kind of combat turn-based um looks really good Excellent. And also, Last of Us Part 1 remake was uh, confirmed, wasn't it? And spoiled, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> by, by Sony themselves, yeah. yeah. That's that's another one in the, that really doesn't need another remake. But Yeah, yeah. it does seem... I mean, obviously that game came out on the PS3, didn't it? So, and but then it was remastered for the PS4. But yeah, it does seem to be yeah. a bit of a cash cow, which... Uh, I mean, you know, I'll be up for it. It's a great game, but, um, you know... It's like you said, Pete. Will you pay seventy quid for it? Though? That does hmm. seem a bit pricey. Do you think it's? Yeah. Do you think we'd get it if it wasn't for the TV show? Do you think they're trying to like because the TV show's coming out? Obviously, the HBO one. Do you think they're trying and then bring in a whole new audience that might watch it on the TV and then think, oh, I'll pay seventy quid for it. Mm. Well, that yeah, I think that's part of it. Yeah, people didn't pick it up the first time. Yeah, release it before Christmas, get the hardcore behind it, and then, um, and then pick ex- get extra people when the TV show comes out, like The Witcher did. Um, the only other thing I would like is maybe when the TV show comes out, it goes on um, extra and premium. That would be lovely. Hmm. Mm, definitely um but looking at this list i think that's about it for me um i don't know if anybody else has got any other thing else we've got literally 15 seconds before we move uh, on to Tunic, something else coming to ps5 yes and fort solace the one with troy baker um that looks intriguing as well yes uh good stuff well there we go we did it and we have done that in seven minutes starfield <laughs> we haven't gone that's something else that's something else we that definitely wasn't all just game first. We we most of that was the PlayStation State of Play, so we are jumping and jumping around here. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. On. I'm trying to be professional. I've got to just turn off ad blocker as well. Did that earlier on, frigging Eurogamer. 
Anyway, so, uh, right, well, we are moving on to, funny if you mentioned that, the state of play. So, um, if you can click on the link, then, unless you've got it up already, so to speak. Uh, so, we, I'm going to give everybody, just to, just to show people that I am a Sony pony, I'm going to give you eight minutes on this one. <laughs> And wait till we get to Microsoft. Uh, no, so um, eight minutes. Here we go. Uh, so, Pete, over to you. Uh, the st state of play. What did you think of this? Yeah, for, I mean, we've already talked about Resident Evil 4 remake. Um, I do remember thinking that, like, I don't think we'll ever get the the E3s of old. But I do remember when that first sort of dropped. It was the first trailer. I remember it feeling a bit flat just because there was no, like, you know, you kind of missed that crowd reaction. You, you missed that reaction where people were like, oh, my God, it's it's here. Because they actually did show stuff. It wasn't just, like, you know, a, a logo drop. It did actually show some gameplay. Um, and it is a beloved game. And I think that it will, people definitely, like, up like hype for it. And in a similar vein, there's, there's a couple of other big announcements from the, like, Street Fighter Six. It's, like, I, I totally appreciate it. some some people that's, that's, a, that's big news. But I haven't played... Street Fighter properly since two, mm. like I've not I've not played three. I played a bit of four, didn't get on the bit. I've not played five. It's highly unlikely I'll play six. I mean, you know, still still a flagship fighting title, um, but and, and people seemed quite excited for that. And similarly, Final Fantasy sixteen, um, without trying to sound like a, too much of like an old granddad, it's just like I feel like Final Fantasy is gradually going more and more away from what I like used to like from Final yeah. Fantasies. Um, far more action based, far more like um, combat heavy. Um, I haven't played. Um, what was the last one I played? That I enjoyed like ten. Yeah. I I, need to, I don't. I haven't played twelve. I need to play twelve, and then I just haven't got into like some of the. Yeah, I didn't. Haven't played the MMO. Haven't played fifteen. Yeah. Um. I think I'm with you on that. I, I think. Thought, I, for, I mean, obviously, I have strong memories of seven, and then eight, nine, and ten, and then after that, I don't remember playing. I haven't played any of them. I don't think. Um, but yeah, I'm more excited about the seven remake and those sequels coming. Yes, exactly. Yeah, rather than actually sixteen. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, it's really... look, I mean, it's it looked pretty cool. I enjoyed. I know you said about the combat has changed so much over the years. Um, what was the one? The last one was it? Was it fifteen that had? Um, they really changed the combat didn't they it was almost like a hack and slasher at some points um, I did actually quite enjoy that combat and I enjoyed that game, that game for me just didn't feel, it felt a bit um, empty is the right word there, there was a lot of stuff you had to watch online videos and stuff to fill in cutscenes and dialogue that weren't input in the game to explain it and stuff but I'm hoping that this I think they've said that this isn't um, 16 is not going to be an open world it's now going to be like a linear path, like driven, more focused story, which I, for me, because I enjoyed the combat in the last one, I think that knowing that it's going to be a bit more linear, I'll, I'll probably try and give it a go, I think. Mm. Uh, anything else for you, Tom, that you like the look of? Um, I think we've covered most of the stuff, haven't we? Like We said about on the Stray, we said about Tune It. I mean, I, I'm really, really, we know from speaking on the podcast before how much I was guided about not being able to play Tunic um, so I'm really excited for that uh, again that's around my birthday on the 22nd of September so I might ask for that as a birthday present um, but yeah those ones 
those were cool um, obviously the Callisto protocol we've already covered yeah a lot of it was I thought that the, the state of play was a real solid it was the, it was the best state of play that they've done in terms of game wise for a while I think yeah what about you Wayne uh, it really got me excited for PlayStation VR 2 um, you know you've got the um, Resident Evil Village uh, Resident Evil 4 doing something for it um, The Walking Dead um, and um, and the Horizon game looks really good to be honest and um, I, to be fair if that's an opening launch sl- slate then it should be really good yeah, I think it's one of those because I played Resident Evil Seven in VR for the first time around, um, and it was just a, a, an amazing experience. It really was scary, really scary. There were a couple of times where I actually screamed out loud uh, playing it, you know, because stuff jumps out at you, and and it just felt like a really transformative experience, you know, just and. I can't remember if I played it sort of like flat after that. I don't know if I did or not, but I don't think I did. No, I played it in VR. So, but then playing Village, which I enjoyed, you know, it wasn't a classic, but it was decent, you know, it was still, you know, okay, was I always had it in the back of my mind thinking, I wish this was in VR, you know, and now it is going to be in VR. I almost kind of wished I'd have waited to play it in VR because you kind of—I mean, it'll still be fun, but you'll know what's coming. Um, and then, well, we've we've already—you know—that people made a big deal of it. Was it Lady D? I mean, people are going to be going crazy about you know playing that game in VR and with her leering all over you. Um, but um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I w- and then also the No Man's Sky VR—that's going to be really cool as well. Not, I've not played any No Man's Sky, but again, I think just being able to play a game like that in VR, having played some space games like um, uh, the, the Star Wars one, um, and then some of the demos that, that came out with PSVR one were really cool. But I do think that Horizon looked amazing and. For people, people who have played VR, they know the scale, the scale of that game. Seeing these robots walking around in front of you is just going to be mind blowing. I think that's going to be a very cool experience. Um, and then there was the Spider Man remastered coming to PC, which, I mean, they Sony really seem to have embraced PC, um, you know, and putting their first party games on there. It's fair to say, isn't it, Pete? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've 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 obviously set up a completely uh, new department for you know covering all the the sort of PC side of things now. And yeah, definitely. Um, this this isn't part of the the games. Obviously, I don't know if people saw this. There was news today. Obviously, that Sony, like big big so big electronic company Sony, not uh, PlayStation, just announced their like PC gaming line. No, no, I've seen that. Announced them like, yeah, they just. Yeah, they announced some like new like gaming focus like headsets and monitors f- designed for the PC space. They're not so they're not PlayStation branded, but then obviously like they will work with PS Five and you know do fancy things. Um, so yes, to, to to your point, there was definitely a push for the PC market. I now, saw something which makes sense for, for some for some. Yeah, reason. I saw something that they were, they're doing monitors as well, aren't they? Mm. Sorry, that, yeah, that, that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, it's not they're not PlayStation branded. They're Sony Electronic branded but they've got like i can't remember, i can't remember what the brand name was now they got a new a new like line of get pieces called games. in zone um thank you there you yeah. go cool um uh, roller drone looked very cool that looked is that by the people that did um what's that skateboarding game 
Oli Oli. Oli Oli. Yeah, so that'll be fun because Oli Oli is quite a fun game. But um, excellent. Well, there you go. Well, we got back 25 seconds on that. So I'm going to add 25 seconds onto the next one. Um, <laughs> unless anybody else has got anything they want to add, say. And, and Wayne will be pleased about this one. Just go on. The other thing was just a little disappointed there was no PSVR 2 release date, even if it was a vague 2023. Yes. It was a little disappointing. Uh, and then we also mentioned that no, nothing about God of War Ragnarok, um, which I think people were expecting. Yes. Well, there you go. And that's it. Time's up. So you lost your 25 seconds, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so now <laughs> Pete did that on purpose to sabotage it. <laughs> yep. But seeing as uh, Wayne is here, and I'll give him his fair crack of the whip, uh, because there was the Microsoft event, Microsoft and Bethesda, and it was on for an hour and a half, wasn't it? And I came around your house and we watched it with you the did. kids. Yes. So um, I am going to give you 10 minutes on this one, uh, So because it has been a while. Uh, so off you go. Um, well, obviously, yes. Starfield um, was finally shown off. And surprise, surprise, it, it looks very much like Fallout in space. Um, it did look good, to be honest. I, I thought, actually, they'd tighten up the shooting for a Bethesda game. And um, I thought, graphically, it, it certainly looked next-gen to me. Um, I know the comparisons with No Man's Sky have, have kind of come out since. But this will be a different sort of game. And I'm uh, very excited to it. And, yeah, Game Pass Day 1, so absolutely. Um, then you've got Redfall, which I think had a really good showing, but I think it's the sort of game where you love and hate. We've been playing a lot of uh, co-op uh, games, Back for Blood especially. It seems like in the same vein as that with special abilities and, um, and four-player co-op. But they've come out and said this game will be still a traditional single-player game. Um, which from the makers of Dishonored again gets me, gets me, gets me warm inside. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what about Starfield for you guys? Um, excited, jealous? What are your thoughts, Pete? Uh, looks pretty. Do we really believe Todd Howard's lies? Do we really believe that he's going to have like these thousand worlds, and these thousand worlds are going to be interesting to explore, or are they just going to have one really good world and nine hundred and nine barren ones? Um, no, I'm, I'm being facetious. Yeah, it looks it looks good. If it, like to to Wayne's point, it there were definitely um, echoes of No Man's Sky in there, um, and it's pity they didn't get to show a bit, maybe a bit more of like the the dialogue and the you know, and the questing. But then maybe that doesn't translate well to a trailer. Uh, and yeah, Redfall looked good. It's a pity they've also said that for what for what is although basing a play is like a co-op um, focused game. That the the progress is only tied to the host, so it'd be a bit like if we were playing Back for Blood, we'd have to do it four times on each put each person's account just to get the progress, which would be a bit, you know, a bit upsetting. But it seems a bit odd in this day and age to be doing stuff mm. like that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, from so new uh, Forza next year, cars. I'm not really that ray ray uh, ray tracing on track. Oh, oh, you Which said that they the were big thing. They they did that as a bit of a yeah. That was a bit of up yours to uh to Gran Turismo to basically. Gran Turismo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Tom, what do you think of um, uh, Star? I was going to say Starfleet <laughs> then, but that's a totally different show. Uh, Starfield. I think you're just echoing what what Pete and Wayne have said. Really, I think it's it looks stunning, um, but. Is it going to be more? I just I came away with more anxiety for Xbox fans than 
than anything else because it seems like too almost too good to be true you know when they started saying about how many planets and nothing's gonna they're all they're, they're not they're not um procedurally generated are they i think they're all being handcrafted and i just i don't know i think with 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 bethesda and knowing their recent games and how buggy they are and broken they've been when they've come out i just i go into it with a bit of um, apprehension but hopefully it's great i mean hopefully it's fantastic and it does everything straight out the gate that they are saying it will but i just have this thing in the back of my head thinking oh, i don't know if this is gonna if this is gonna be a flop I, i'm genuinely gambling on it thinking about next year on whether to go for it as a uh, as a counter pick because i just don't I just don't know if it's gonna live up to that if it's too too overhyped at this point and Redfall yeah mm. Redfall just again um, from what we saw of it it just seemed like a, it didn't seem like it was doing anything new again it just seemed like another generic sort of four player co-op which is nothing wrong with um, but in terms of a, a a console driver and wanting me to get game pass or anything then no not for me mm. Sorry, Wayne just gave me a little wink then when you said about it being a potential flop and caring to pick. Uh, almost like, yeah, go on, try it then. Hey, two zeros on the board for this year and my counter pick, so, you know, counter pick yeah. king. Um, is, have any of you guys play, played the Persona games? No. I've tried four and I couldn't get yeah, into I it. Yeah, I tried Persona Four on the Vita and it just didn't feel like it was for me. But they're really well regarded games, aren't they? So uh, question: What hmm. do they play like? Um, for somebody that's never touched one, I, I feel like I need Adam here because he he loves these games and he spent hours, like hundreds of hours, into you know playing them. So, but yeah, have you got an idea then, Pete? I mean, the combat is turn-based RPG, but there's just a levy, very heavy focus on the outside of combat. There's like all the the relationship and decisions you've got to do um, on a day-to-day basis. So it's like because you're a student, you've got to choose whether you're going to study or you're going to chat to people and improve your relationship with them or improve the bond with your personas and stuff. Um, I I get this um, decision anxiety really badly with certain games because the whole point is that like you don't have enough time to do mm-hmm. everything so you have to like kind of either specialize or um play through multiple times to see everything and get every, get all the personas and and so on um yeah it's a very sort of yeah turn-based rpg mixed with visual novel relationship building is it a big deal it coming to xbox they seem to make a big deal out of it I think, I think it's so. a Japanese studio getting on there, but um, I, I, for me personally, it's 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 wicked that it's going to be Game Pass again because yeah. I I'll get to try these games because mm. it I wouldn't have bought them. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and it was about a couple of days ago it was announced that they're going to come to Switch as well, which I think which I think actually was a big yes, deal. Yes, that I think because it, it, it felt it found a home, didn't it? Um, Persona Four Golden on the the Vita, so I think with those games mm. coming out on the Switch, and they are visually really pretty on the the smaller screens as well, so they'll look good. Um, Diablo Four, excited for that? Anybody? I've tried Diablo Three. I, I can't remember if we played it together a few years ago, but it just again didn't feel. Like I fully was in control of what I was doing. I just mashed buttons and 
shit happened to put it bluntly um you know so uh, i don't know i don't know if it's this one's for me but i don't know diablo is a big thing isn't it so what what are your thoughts on that one Wayne? it is it, i thought it absolutely it looked like one of the best games to be honest in terms of graphically um looked absolutely amazing all the effects that was going on on screen and the amount of blood spattering and everything uh got me got me going but um yeah i, I think we haven't like you say we we tried diablo 3 and we we kind of dipped in and out of it um some people are really really into these games and um i know immortals just done really well on mobile even though it's getting um it's kind of getting a bad rep for the amount of microtransactions in there um it's actually rod ferguson who was previously in charge of gears of war now in charge of diablo and obviously with the Activision Blizzard merger again, hopefully this will be going into Game Pass next year, mm. which would be absolutely fantastic. I, I want to ask actually, is there a tipping point for you guys with the amount of games that may come to Game Pass in terms of if there's a Diablo, a Starfield, a Redfall um, exclusives that might tempt you guys into buying a series s at very least i'll go quickly because i can answer this really quickly uh no because i got a pc so i'm it's a kind of almost like i'm going in through the back door with that one but yeah I, so for, it's more aimed at you uh tom and pete so tom what would you be tempted to get an xbox at this point um no purely because at this point my time you know i'm sure we'll touch on this as the night goes on but my time is especially in these few last few weeks is so limited that I'm sort of focusing on one game at a time anyway. So, for me, the 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 the, the quality, sorry, the quantity, um, it would just be too much. It'd be too overwhelming. I think I'd try to be constantly trying to dip into different games rather than experiencing one at a time, which I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, um, Pete. Yeah, again, bias is all hell, um, but the. I'm also in a, a lucky position where I get most of the third-party games already, so that the only thing that would be appeal to me would be the exclusives. Um, and in all honesty, the only things that I've always been curious were like where the either Forza Horizon, um, Gears of War, just because I've never played it, I'm just kind of curious, uh, and probably Halo. Like, it uh, it's always hard to say this and not sound like I'm, I'm just being a biased um, idiot, but like nothing with the showing there was really made yeah to, to Wayne's point nothing there made me feel like oh I must rush out and get an Xbox to play to you know to get these yeah. games yeah so we've got 15 seconds left on this so quick thoughts on good or indifferent or bad Wayne a great 12 months but kind of disappointing in the end Pete uh, actually really good showing jam packed with lots of gameplay but um, nothing like groundbreaking Tom <laughs> yeah same um good enough amount of games but nothing that's really grabbed me or maybe want to get a, an xbox yeah uh same for me it started off strong and then it fell off quite quickly for, from my point of view but uh there you go uh right so next up this is fresh news i don't know if you guys enjoy this thing i quite like keeping us on our toes i feel like uh i don't know it's kind of like a, a crystal maze type thing but um talk i feel like we're just ignoring you and talking about what we want to <laughs> Well, I'm just keeping an eye on the time because otherwise, well, we'll probably be here till midnight anyway, but uh, still. Um, right, so hang on a second. So the next one that we're going to be doing is Nintendo Direct, which hot off the press happened today. Um, I'm going to turn off bloody ad blocker again. Thanks, Eurogamer. Um, so 
let's go with this one. I'm going to give five minutes on this one. Uh, so, Nintendo Direct. Did anybody watch it? Has anybody got any thoughts? Uh, Wayne's kind of chomping at the bit to go with the mic, so go for it. Uh, yeah, I've actually watched it twice. Um... Yeah, what's up with you? You've got so much time. <laughs> Listening to the show twice. Watching this twice. Come on. I've got a lot of commute time. Um, basically, uh, there's a, guy, a game called Blank, which I, I, I thought was really looking good art style-wise. And um, it looks um, really like basically a cartoon like somebody's writing a, a black and white comic it looked uh, really good really good mechanically as well and um and then i was hoping for mario and rabbit's release date and i got one which was october so all good excellent did you watch it pete yes i did i need it once it, i can remember it i don't you know wayne wayne must be getting forgetful in his old days have to constantly keep re-watching it um yeah, so, yeah, it was it was good. It was it was again compact. It lots of lots of like port announcements, which isn't a bad thing. I don't think for like, most most Switch a lot of Switch owners were very happy with like the Persona ports we've mentioned and the new Automata port. Um, yes, Blank looked very nice. I saw oddly, I saw a lot of people getting very excited about the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, which completely flew over my head. Like I vaguely heard of them, but I know nothing about them or like why. They're so popular. I get it might be because it might be in America. Maybe Mega Man was a bigger thing in America. Um, good. Like, nice to see a little, a brief glimpse of Return to Monkey Island, just because it's such a beloved um, classic. I must admit the art style isn't what I expected. I don't know why. I'm not sure what I expected, but yeah, it just wasn't. It was just different. But that's fine. I don't think people really, you know, really care. And yes, I think the highlight for me was was Mario Rabbids again, because I really enjoyed the first one. And I'd, I'd be happy to pick up the second one. Mm. Just because it's on your list, but it was, it was postponed temporarily. But Advance Wars, I'm just looking. That was was something that popped up, but has that been dated yet? No, no, uh, no, no okay. it hasn't yet. Still postponed. Right, okay, doke. Um, uh, Tom, no, I haven't seen it. I've had, I haven't seen it at all. Um, so just hearing about the stuff from you guys now. But yeah, I'll hopefully check it out at some point this week. Any of you guys interested in Sonic Frontier? No idea what it's like. What is it? It's basically a, yep. a Sonic Mario Odyssey. Oh, right, okay. Mixed with a bit of Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. It's, it's one of those where everything I've seen has been... It's just had a really weird PR campaign so far where they've shown off some bits and then they've looked good but really bad and then people that have played it have been put on... Um, NDAs and so they can't talk about certain points but the stuff that they want to talk about they've said is positive but all they've been left to be able to talk about is negative stuff That has been, it just seems like I don't know just seems like a bit of a mess at the moment that game but I'm intrigued to see what the overall package ends up being hmm. um, yeah I haven't watched it either so I'm going by what you but uh, looking at this headline on the Metro I mean like you said well, it basically points out that the next six months for Nintendo is pretty strong. They've got some decent games coming out, like whether it's first party or third party. So Splatoon 3 comes out later on this year in September. Um, Splatoon's a fun game. You guys played that? Yeah, I've given it a go at um, Expos, but never, you know, I haven't got a Switch. So yeah. Do you play on your Switch much uh, at all, Pete? Because I know you've got one. Yeah, I... I... I think I said before, I got it mainly to for commuting. And even though I am commuting now, no. <laughs> so you're looking forward to your Steam Deck as well? And the, to... 
Yeah, yeah, that's gonna that's sit there. Gathering nicely. dust. Gathering dust as well. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. I've been playing Mario Strikers. Any good? And it's okay for a quick blast. It's definitely better than the original Wii version was. But I've heard that once you've kind of gone through a tournament, it's kind of game over. There's not much else to do, and that you can't actually go online with it and play more than two players, which is a bit gutting. If you want to set up like a a, a, a player per character in the team, you can't do that, mm. which is a shame. There's something yeah. There's something odd about the Nintendo Sports games for the Switch, isn't it? Because obviously they just released um, Switch Sports, which is like the Wii Sports successor. But everyone says it's it's good, but it lacks content. Like Mario Strikers is good, but it lacks content. And in Mario Golf, it's okay, but it lacks content. It feels like they've been trying to do more multiplayer online, but at the detriment to the actual game itself. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Well, there you go. Um, right, we've just up to five minutes now. The best of the PC gaming show. Who put that in? <laughs> There wasn't. There wasn't anything. Skip, we can skip that skip. one then. Fair enough. Everything shown tonight. Today's indie game show. No, there wasn't. Skip. There wasn't much. Capcom. Do Capcom. Let's do more Capcom. View of Resident Evil. Let's do sorry. Capcom. We'll give them three minutes. Right. Okay. You, if, uh, let me just um, uh, unblock. Add blocker again. Friggin' ad blocker. Right. Here we go. So um, Capcom showcase. I didn't watch this, but um, Pete, you seem to know what you're talking about. So I'm going to come to you. Uh, I mean, in all honesty, it was just more of what we had seen seen previously. So it was a bit more of the Resi remake. This is where they had more info on Village. Just an interesting, like, not only is it coming to PSVR, they're also going to patch it. Um, what it, They announced the patches for 2, 3, and Village for, for PS5, for Linux gen consoles. Um, but it also announced that it's going to get a third person viewpoint which i thought was quite interesting but actually i actually might play that is that now. for village did you say yeah mm. that that yes. might be another way to play it because i mean like i said the first person view in vr for seven was different but i don't know how i feel about first person resident evil games i, I still i'm kind of like a bit old school with that i like the fixed cameras and then obviously moving into the the third person perspective with four uh, and five so yeah i i think i would probably replay that because i think it'd be quite a fun experience to try you know so, so. you're going to replay it three times then in vr <laughs> in third person it's not a big game uh, yeah it's not know, a big game I how suppose. much do you like lady do <laughs> <laughs> she's all right um it's one of them where i mean because look at you know obviously Asho focuses on trophies and achievements, so it might well be one of those where if the trophies can carry over, then it could potentially with those multiple playthroughs with different perspectives encourage me to actually go for the platinum on it. So um, yeah, there's there's potential there. Put it like that. Um, so yeah, um, anything else that came out? Dragon's Dogma. Anybody tra- played Dragon's Dogma back on back in the day on the PlayStation Three or no, Xbox? No, I never did. But that's getting a huge. No, I mean I, I tried it. I couldn't yeah. get into it. That, that seems to be really well received. That people are buzzing for the second one of that. Like a Souls game, but with more action. It's a Is bit that... like yeah. It's a bit of um. I suppose it's got a bit of shadow of Col- the shadow of the Colossus in it, in as much as that there are big monsters that you can grapple onto and fight, um, and it's RPG action uh, where you can, you know, uh, upgrade your character and upgrade your attacks and meet people. I think the big thing was with it was that 
you met I forgot what they're called now um Pawns. Pawns, that's it, yes. P A W N, not the other porn, uh, before people think. I don't mean much. much <laughs> <laughs> um, but you could meet them and you could actually level them up and you could bring them along and you could take. Oh, in fact, it's been so long since I played it. But you could, if other people, your friends were playing the game, you could invite their character into your game without them actually playing it. You know, it's like their porn would come into your game and then anything that they did in your game would go back to their. Um, their player. It, it was quite innovative at the time. It was quite cool. It's not a Souls game though. It's not like um, in terms of difficulty or anything like that. But yeah, so cool. There we go. That was three minutes. That, that went quick, didn't it? Um, right. So um, where are we at now? Uh, Microsoft. So the next two. Yeah, the next ones aren't on as. The next one, that was the, just some announcements for Xbox. I don't know if Wayne wants to cover them quickly. It just wasn't like necessarily. Um, like new new game releases focus oh go on then wayne so uh, everything announced for xbox today so this is game pass demos game pass on your tv what's yeah. all this about so so the game pass demos are basically copying the, the sony subscription and they're gonna have limited time demos on i'm, I'm guessing it they're making the same deals that sony are, are currently making uh, which I've kind of been impressed by the Sony, the amount of game trials that have they've started with it. It's fairly good. Um, but the other th- major thing is that on Samsung 2022 TVs, as of tomorrow, um, will launch their gaming hub, will, which will include a Game Pass app. So you'll be able to, if you own a, a Samsung TV from this year, um, you'll be able to play um, over the cloud on your Game Pass games. There is a rumour coming that you'll be able to play over the cloud your whole library soon as well. As well as a Game Pass family pass. So enabling you to have more devices signed up to your Game Pass um, subscription. It, It all sounds like it's moving in the right direction. The other thing that's actually come out and they showed a photo of it was uh, basically xbox's version of a of a fire stick so you can add that to um older tvs there's a bit of a lot um, marketing deal with samsung at the moment but it, as well they're touting that it's because the latest samsung tvs have done something with latency and made it so you can connect a ps5 or an xbox controller and it'd be quicker but um Obviously, they they tried this with PlayStation Now. It was on Sony TVs 10 years ago, and people f- forgot about this, and that didn't get the uptake. I suppose it just depends on how they market it more than anything else. But if they, I suppose, throw out this stick that's, say, 100 quid with a Game Pass subscription, and whether or not it comes with a controller, um, who knows? But if they can do that, then it might stop people actually buying a Series S and just going for that. You never know. It does seem to be moving uh, in the direction of moving away from consoles there, or a little bit anyway. They're experimenting with that. Um, I know we've talked about that in the past, haven't we? But yeah, any thoughts on this? If you had a new TV, if you bought a new TV, would you be tempted to try it that way? Like a month's worth of Game Pass, potentially? I think you'd need a controller. You'd need a. Yes. Yeah. Any, um, Pete, would you be tempted to try it that way? I'd be tempted to try it, just because again, I've never, I've never tried the Xbox um, streaming, so it'd be interesting um, 
yeah, just see how it, how it actually performs in in a real life situation. Um, would I go out and buy a Samsung TV just for this? No, but no. What about you, Tom? No, same same as Pete. I think if it's, if it's there, I think if it's if it becomes more commonplace, you know, it's not just Samsung, but in a few years' time, whenever you buy a smart TV, then it's there to try. Then definitely, um, I think the appeal to give it a go would be would be um, worth doing just to see see what it's like out of intrigue more than anything yeah so I think we're coming to the final uh, bit of news then so uh, since our last it's it's always the case isn't it we've said this before that after we record literally the day after we record sometimes there's a massive piece of news and some, something that happens I think the last one was was it Ubisoft get some of the Ubisoft games are going to be included in new PlayStation Plus and various other bits and pieces but yeah just more, more of the content of what, what will actually be yes plus but just it is here now it's here in uh europe and the uk and i'm going to keep my mouth shut for most of this because i cocked it up last time didn't i so um i have and again i haven't really tried it i've turned on my console had a look at the library and i thought oh that's there's more games than because it seems to differ from territory territory to territory so again i'll give 10 minutes on this one because i'm keen to know what your thoughts are on it so um Tom, I'm going to come to you first of all. Have you had a look at it? Have you tried it? Annoyingly, no. I think this has happened at the. I don't know if they took into account when they were going to launch this the, these um, services, but for me personally, it's happened like the worst time. Like this has been where I've had annual leaving to go on holiday and um, just been really, really busy in general. So I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. I, I can't wait to look at it and see what how easy it is to navigate, how what's on there that I can maybe have a try of and not have to worry about if I don't like it and, and spend money, extra money on it and stuff. So I'm interested to see what's on there, but I haven't had a chance yet. Cool. Right. Well, I'll go, well I guess we'll go straight to the horse's mouth then. So, uh, Pete, you've been involved with this. So what are your thoughts on it? Yes, this has been what I've been working on for like the past past year and a half or so. Um, yes, we're, we're happy with the launch. It, it, uh, so, to be fair, Europe and UK were the last uh, region to launch um, after after the others. So, yeah, you should have hoped that it would go smoothly. Um, but yes, apart from a very few like teething issues, you might that sort of affected a few individual users. It's gone really well. Um, and again, I think the sort of sentiment and feedback we've we've heard has been very very positive like it's it, it, along the lines of it's better than, than people expected um i saw you gamer put out um a piece that sort of said it was good but it could be improved and likened it to a, a car boot sale where you know again you can find these odd nuggets here and there where it's it's um great to see and you know it's, it's something you're not expecting but you have to you do have to dig for it you know it's not obvious uh, and totally accept that yeah it we could probably the ui could probably be better it's like when you finally just got a massive dump of these like you know 700 odd games like having to dig through them all to see like oh yeah i like that or or which ones you want to like have a go at um yeah it's not it's not the best but then uh, hopefully we can we can work on that um and then yeah i mean like we, we've already mentioned it but it's it's nice and interesting to see things like stray coming in on day and date like i know i know obviously the the thing with plus is that it's not doing um first party day one including the plus straight away 
Um, but still, again, there's still a, I think people were pleasantly surprised with some of the PS5. Like, I'd imagine if you're a new a new owner of a PS5, the timing of this is great because you get so many like um, PS5 games um, included that you don't need to, to shell out for. It would be like Returnal or the Spider Man, Dark Souls. No, sorry, Demon Souls. Demon Souls. So. Demon yeah. Souls. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're happy with how how, how it started. Let's hopefully hope it improves. Wayne, have you had a chance to look at it? I bought a PlayStation 5 for it. Hey! <laughs> hey, he's back. He's um, back. Look, it's a Sony subscription model for me. Um, I'm not too bothered that it's not day and date with Game Pass. I think it started out great. Uh, to Pete's point, if you bought a PlayStation 5 in the last couple of weeks and you ha- haven't got the Spider-Mans, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla's, the Demon Souls, the Returnals... Um, on your account then wow what value i know um i know um somebody at work had got their current uh just standard plus subscription until um the end of this year and it cost him 14 pound to upgrade it to extra which i just think why you know why would you not do it at this point um, I'm actually also excited about um, the premium level and about the older catalogue titles. I know you guys in the show last time mentioned the retro games and whether or not you'd bother playing them. Um, I never played Sight and Filter. I was a Splinter Cell guy. And um, I'm excited to try that. It's added trophies to it. And um, it, they've also added the rewind feature. So Chris was moaning on how hard Super Star Wars was in the last show. Well, now he can just rewind it to his heart intent. So, yeah, I, I think it's a really good start. They've also announced that they will be um, making monthly additions, whether that's like a couple of titles here on, their, on the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 side, but then again on the classic side as well. Um, I'm excited for what this service could be in 12 months. The only thing in my head that... I think is making me think is just like I said with The Last of Us remake is if Sony games start to come on this service say 12 months later isn't it just worth waiting than spending the 70 quid day and date and will more and more people do that um, but yeah I, like I said it's what I wanted it was a subscription service and um, it's uh, it's made a good start yeah, and they've also there was announced an announcement that the older games, uh, because there was some criticism that they were playing in PAL format, that they're going to do something about making them NTST. Uh, have I said that right? Uh, anyway, 60, 60 NTSC, hertz yeah. as opposed to the fifty um, stuff. So that's good as well. I mean, they've obviously you know heard what people have been saying. There's been some criticism about that. The thing is, from my point of view, I mean. I was used to that when I was younger. I, that was the that was the way I played it. I wasn't one of these people that imported a Super Nintendo or a Mega Drive or or did something to my console to be to be able to make it to play in that that um, uh, format. So it it doesn't really bother me particularly. Um, but obviously, a lot of purists and people they want to play games like that. What it is is the current TVs don't do fifty hertz well, and normally um, it brings in stutter. Uh, well, there you go. See, Wayne's putting on his technical head now. Um, I I did mention about about this 
NTSC and Powell differences to 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 my work colleagues and a young lad in the team went what's NTSC and I aged about <laughs> 10 years I was just like oh my god yeah uh, <laughs> but it, it is one of, I mean the thing is like you said Wayne I mean I am looking at it now so I've gone through the whole list I'm not going to go through there's so many it's, so on the regular list of games but then I'm looking at the place that, uh, PS Plus premium games list that is huge there is so many games on there from the PS3 era um, the thing is, from my, my point of view, right, like we've all said, we've all got children, and some of them older than others, and you know, we we try and show them some of the classic games, and, and then there's other things. A lot of the time, they'll just play Fortnite or Hello Neighbor or stuff like that. But I think your son, he's actually experimenting experimenting a bit more with games which are on Game Pass. That and and so it's cool that because you can stream a lot of these games or you can download them you can just try them as a quick blast you know you, you can i say to the kids right there you go that's your catalog that's your, your library of games see which one takes your fancy and then they can bounce around and try them do you know what i mean i think that's very cool i like that um and there's some games on there. i mean looking at one now a game called papo and yo which i remember playing many many years ago probably about 10 years ago which is one of my favorite games um just being able to have the opportunity to replay that and just so uh, i like it i think it's it's cool it's good that it's finally come in now and you know we they can focus on just improving it what to me seems like an already fantastic library of games can you, um, could you imagine when you like all of us here I think we're the similar era where when you were younger going into like a video game shop and there were like thousands of thousands of boxes on the shelves and you had to pick you had to basically save up your money and then pick a game purely based on what the box looked like like the back of the box imagine now being that kid in the shop walking in there and going yeah, you own this. You you own all of these. So don't worry about. It. You can play every single game. That's essentially what it's like now. For like we're saying with the Game Pass, for the kids that are growing up now, they literally just walk in the shop and they can try and play anything they want and just put it back and and move on to the next. But, I know. Spoiled aren't they, little kids? And 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 do they appreciate it? No. No. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to divert the conversation too much. But I've, I've said this before about my kids. It's just the whole. It's just the, the difference in understanding. Where it's like everything is on demand now, isn't it? Whether it be gaming, music, TV, like they don't get like. I remember what the first few times they would be in the car and they'd be like, "Oh, can you rewind? Can you play that song again?" It's like, no, this is not. I'm not in control of this. This yeah. is a radio station. <laughs> or the idea, the idea of having to like turn up at a certain time for your TV show. Do you yeah. mean they can't? They can't fathom that now. They're just like, no, you just turn it on. It's on, you know, you just put it on and it's there. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with you. It's a different world, isn't it? So, I mean, just an example there quickly, looking at this, because, um, uh, you know, Wayne and I will play, play games occasionally, very occasionally, but the one I've been tempted to buy was uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology, because uh, it's got a co-op element to it, and, and that's on there. So, you know, we'll be able to play those games. It's it's very cool. I, I'm, you know, it's just a cool time to be. I know I've said, you know, Sony Pony, but it's obviously tongue-in-cheek. Um, but you know it's it's just great if you've got a console then you've got access to a huge library of games whatever console it is whether it's Xbox or PlayStation so there you go that was 10 minutes and 7 seconds um, so right have we got any other news items or any bits that we want to just touch on before we I think we've done it we did that in an hour or so yeah, that we, was we bad did, like this has been rapid fire tonight it? It smashed really it. Was it Pete was there something you wanted to say 
No, I was going to say I was, I was going to say something. I was just going to say is there anything other games that we didn't mention? I was going. I'd like to. I think Tom briefly mentioned it, but yeah, the part two of Seven Remake looks good. Even not that I've played part one, and I just moaned about the the combat not being what I remember, but it still looked good. And I thought Crisis Core Remake was interesting just because that was one like a PSP game that I never played, and I was just um, always kind of curious about. Um, again, the remake is going the the sort of modern remake uh, route. In terms of the combat, but yeah. Anyway, it was just it wasn't it was something unknown, and it was just interesting to see. It, and it's coming out this year, apparently. Excellent. Oh, the only Good other stuff. one. I don't know. This isn't it. Sorry, this will be the last one. I promise. The I can't remember the name of it, but you know that one that we saw, that was I think it was part of the Nintendo event, where um, it was like drawing in a little book. Oh yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. What was that called, Wayne? Because oh, I think you so, shared yeah. it with um, us. It's the plucky. Yes. Esquire. It, unbelievable that had me so hyped I can't wait for that yeah that looks really really cool that did look yeah that did that did look very good what was it, it called the plucky squire uh, the plucky squire squire there you go the plucky squire that if people haven't seen that then go and have a look it's coming out next year on playstation xbox switch and pc it looks incredible, honestly. Uh, it's it starts off with a storybook, like a sort of a, a, an old style Zelda, and then it just jumps off, literally jumps off the page, and uh, it, yeah, that that looks amazing. So, thanks for sharing that with you, with us, Wayne. Well done. Um, right, so we'll move on to what we've been playing and achieving. And I think I'm tempted to keep this little time format because it's quite fun. But who who do I give the most time to? Let's see. Uh, right, we'll be back in a minute. I just want to get you guys safely out of Dodge before the sun goes down. Damn it! I thought I told you kids to check everything. Look, it's not that big of a deal, okay? We'll just spend one more night here. No! No! Just stop. Let me think. Okay. Make sure that everybody is inside the lodge for tonight. Lock the doors. No one in, no one out. No one. Got it? I'll be back first thing in the morning, and we'll get you all on the road. What if we're out partying tonight, out in the woods, and we end up in a most dangerous game situation? Like when people hunt other people? Yeah, what, I mean, think about it. It's Camp is over, and hunting season has just begun. I did see a weird light in the treehouse across the lake. That was pretty spooky. Maybe it's your girlfriend, Brian. The bag of Hackett's quarry. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. Should we look? Mm-hmm. Ah! Maybe, maybe it was the bears. And why does everyone blame everything on bears? Okay. Do you, you got anything better? I mean, like, zombies? Aliens, time-hopping Draculas. Uh, Ryan? Hey! Run! Maybe <laughs> please to happen, please! We ain't playing games no more, little girl. There's something, there's something coming! One. Ah! Two. Lost, Max. We're lost. Three! Terrified kids are bad for business. You have to cut it off! Cut it off! Yeah! Cut it off! Anyway, maybe just ease up on the ghost stories? Sorry. Just stick to Kumbaya next time, okay? What's that? You guys don't do Kumbaya anymore?
Welcome to the show. Right, we are back, and this is the part where we talk about what we've been playing and what we've been achieving. Uh, so, seeing as Wayne wasn't here with the last show, I'm going to let him go first, if that's all right. And I'm going to give Wayne 12 minutes to go through his oh, game. thank you very much. Well, is that all right? <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Well, there you go. So, over to you. Um, well, it's it's been a couple of months for me, so I've actually been playing better in the summer, coming back to what you said earlier. I've been playing more and more and more, and um, I think it's um, primarily down to um, some the subscription stuff. Um, Microsoft Rewards is still helping me out. I've managed to get... Um, to £50 now for the year in Microsoft Rewards. So I'm still keeping up with that £25 a quarter. Um, I've played The Walking Dead Michonne, What Remains of Edith Finch, I Am Fish, Skatebird, Sniper Elite 5, Forza, just to play different things that aren't telling me, that it's telling me to do, to score points in order to cash in for credit. Um, What Remains... And Savidi Finch was a really like good little game though I would say and it's it's got me I'm gonna play that um and, and finish it. Yeah, I've heard good things about that. Um, I had to I had to eat a rabbit was the um was the Microsoft Rewards challenge for that game. Um I don't wanna spoil anything, but basically you um a, a little girl to start with walking up to a house and you very quickly start to change into different animals and it's very weird and kooky story but um yeah like i said i was excited to play a bit more of that one so. i think that was on playstation plus uh like an actual playstation plus game a, f- a few years ago so but yeah i'm tempted to play that i've heard nothing but good things yeah and it's only supposed to be about I, four hours long three four hours long so yeah exactly i i've i've played it finished it planned it. it's it's good it's really oh, good stuff it. mate cool. and then yeah we're halfway through the year and I've completed six games, Ooh. which is one a month, yes. which is what I wanted. That's more than me. What's going on? <laughs> um, the first one I want to talk about is I actually um, pumped up the money and bought the quarry. This was based on the um, the reviews it got. It was well into the 80s. I'm a massive Scream fan, and uh, David Arconet's in it. So that got me. But I'd also, I'd never played Until Dawn, which is the same developer. It's you can now. And I can now, yeah. It's on, uh, it's on uh, PlayStation Plus. But um, I, I, yeah, I, so I got this game and it's been, I finished it an hour ago before recording. Bloody hell. Nice. Get in. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it took me. N- How many survivors? Ah, the, right. So this is. <laughs> that's the bit that hacked me off, to be honest with you. Um, you know what? I love this game. Great mix of gameplay and cinematics. Just right for me. In the Unreal Engine, looks incredible. The motion capture on these people's faces. You press the pause menu. And you get like a real close-up, like like Blair Witch style, that they're pushing their nose up, and you can see every minuscule detail on their face. It's fantastic. Um, there's a great cast: David Arquette, Land Hendrickson, um, the guy out of Detective Pikachu, um, and Ted Raimi, Sam Raimi's brother. He plays an eerie cop, um, but it's just like. 
playing a horror movie. It literally is. Is it gory? Um, in pl- yes, it is. But I wouldn't say it was particularly scary too, too much. I jumped twice, but I'm a bit of a jumper. You are anyway. a jumper. Having yeah. been in the cinema with Wayne, uh, he jumps. I think you jumped quite a lot watching Scream, didn't you? So <laughs> I did, I did. But in, in answer to your question, Pete, I had got... So there's ten chapters in this game. And I'd got to chapter eight and nobody had died. And I was like, oh, I was always going to play this first playthrough as whatever happens, happens. I brought the deluxe version of the game, which also gives you a mechanic of a three life rewind to save a character. You normally get this rewind feature um, with the standard edition once you've completed the game once but because I had the deluxe I got it and uh, to be fair I was looking out for it because I, I'll be honest and say I thought a couple of characters had died earlier on and and now I was happy to find them still alive <laughs> and um, but yeah so I got to chapter 8 everybody's still alive and the first rewind feature kicks in and I waste two lives on the same bit almost repeating my mistake and then get to chapter nine and um, a decision I made in chapter eight kills off a character and so I do the rewind feature and replay the whole chapter again and then I got everybody through until chapter 10 and I almost swore then (laughs) one rewind swear <laughs> um, and I lost I've lost one character basically and and there's a the trophies in this game are to get everybody safe or mm. kill everybody and there's no in between mm. and so now I have got to play the whole game again because the save file doesn't still kick in after or anything like that you, and you can't like chapter select or something you can like chapter select i do need to look into that um is there a worker but i'm not sure that'll work as a full playthrough now the movie mode so that's right. also you normally unlock a movie mode after the first playthrough but again it comes with the deluxe edition and it is basically you make a decision at the start whether you want to kill everybody off or everybody survive and you literally then just watch it like a movie hmm. uh, which Sounds is cool. kind of cool um there's lots of collectibles in this game in terms of for the rest of the trophies i um so yeah nine hours in one playthrough and i've got 23 trophies out of 41 there are three different lots of collectibles there's clues there's evidence and then there's tarot cards um, the clues and evidence are just you walking around trying to find little lights off the floor and pressing the X button on them. But the tarot cards are actually very strange in they could be um, just put up on a wall as the camera pans round to a different position and you have to still then, it's like a quick time event, press X at the right time, otherwise you lose, you don't pick it up basically. And at the end of each chapter, you then go to a tarot card reader and the cards that you may have collected in in that previous chapter give you hints on the story and what's going to happen next, basically. 
it's uh no it's really cool i've really enjoyed it and um and i to be fair it's my sort of game anyway very linear um very quite quick to complete so i am gonna i am gonna try and carry on and and pick up more trophies and hopefully get the platinum that's excellent this does sound really good i'm very tempted to pl i liked uh until dawn i thought that was fun um a lot of people complain that he's like a style over substance but um these guys super massive games who make uh who make this they um you know they, they seem to have found their niche haven't they making these kind of you know horror uh, story based where the gameplay isn't necessarily the primary focus but uh, particularly in terms of graphical quality um, they sound very good because uh, they did the Dark Pictures anthology as well didn't they so, yeah. uh, also co-op is launching in this game next month as well oh, in July excellent. so it will be a co-op experience anybody else got any interest in this? yeah I mean I'll go um, I've played Until Dawn what was the other one I played um, Man and Madame I didn't play the other two, Little Hope and oh, that's gonna bug me. What's the last one that came out before the quarry? Uh, House of Ashes. House of Ashes. I didn't play that one, but genuinely really enjoys Until Dawn um, and Man and Medan. So I think at some point I'd pick. At some point I'd pick them up um, and give them all a go. And I mean, if they're on subscription, then definitely worth giving them a go. Do you feel like there's a lot of replayability? value in it Wayne or do you feel like now you've seen it once through then I know you said you will go no, for the trophies but if it yeah wasn't... no no there is there is different I still want to see how it um, ends up when I do play things a bit differently as well I kind of played very straight face and like try to do the nice thing on this playthrough yeah um yeah unfortunately that that one character it didn't get me there that one character Wayne was that the one that you saved like three times or was it no, okay. so this was a completely. This was after I'd used my lives, and to be to be to be honest, I can probably say this much without spoiling it. It was one of the combat moments where I have to hit um, hit something with a shotgun, and but the trouble is with the shooting in this game, it's very much you get like a it's a torch blast that just there's no accuracy there really, and I think I tried to go for the head press the shoot button and missed and then that character dies whereas if I'd have probably shot the body I'd have probably survived mm. the other thing is I literally PlayStation off quick and tried to scramble <laughs> and it had saved <laughs> oh. so and it, like you said, it's got a good cast, um, you know, of, of people in it. I mean, a lot of the, I suppose, what you call perhaps B-movie actors or whatever. But, I mean, looking at the Until Dawn cast, I mean, that was pretty good. you got Rami Malek, uh, Oscar winner, uh, who was in that. Hayden Panettiere, uh, Peter Stormare, some of them are the main ones. Um, so, you know, they've got, they work with talented people, don't they? So, excellent. I'm, I'm actually uh, looking forward to playing this at some point. So, there you go, cool carry on cool i uh, carried on with tunic um i actually finished like finished tunic in the end having said in the last show i was on that i thought death store was going to be a better game no um literally right after that recording we made i picked up the shield and the combat in tunic got a load better and um kept me engaged enough to to see it through 19 hours it Oof, took in the end that's good. um i still hadn't collected all the manual pages 
um, and found out that literally you have to, well, you can try and figure it out and I believe some people must have to start with but literally there's puzzles where you have to go certain squares on a floor and everything that unless you've got a particular manual page you wouldn't have any idea um, but I, I, so I guess I say I finished it you actually get without having the, all the manual pages at the end you get a game over screen do you? Yeah, oh, that's you a bit harsh. You do. Mm. So even though you've finished the end uh, boss, you uh, you get a game over screen. So it was a bit it was a bit hard wrenching. And then I thought, should I carry on this game? But I'd kind of how I tend to play games is I try and explore everywhere. And then what I don't get on that first playthrough, I'll mop up with a guide. We've talked about that before. Um, but I just t- to be honest, I spent because. Um, you're collecting resources to level up your attributes as well in this game. I didn't. I don't think I'd collected quite enough to be the top power by the end boss. And the boss before the end boss, I spent five nights on. I, I think I probably spent half the playthrough of that 19 hours on this one boss. Okay. And it kind of, um, it it kind of literally sport my enjoyment to some degree of it that once I'd finished it I, I didn't want to go back and carry on um, but i got to say for a game to, to keep me invested that long um, it definitely had got its hooks in me so Good yeah I, I would say it, it is a better game than Death Store now mm. <laughs> so, yeah. looking forward to trying that, that one later on in the year um, I also finished Halo Infinite um, I still love the story it was amazing Um you know I generally don't, I've talked about it before, don't get on with open world. And, and this is the funny thing with this game. Um, you unlock, I've talked about this before, forward operating bases. So they're just little bases set up on the map. And then they become your fast travel points. I actually had got to the point in this game where the open world had got on top of me a little bit. And I, I had a fair few weeks break. I went back to it and I'd unlocked the achievement for the last forward operating base within 20 minutes. And from then on, it went into normal linear corridor shooter, Halo, with a few bosses at the end again. They felt like, it felt like they rushed the end a little bit to me. Um, but I would still say it's the best Halo um, that there ever has been. I really would That's say high that. Praise. And you clocked up quite a few hours playing this, haven't you? Yeah, so I'm on 70 hours now with the campaign and the multiplayer. Um, the multiplayer season two came out, and it is a little bit different. They, You just have to buy the season, and you get to still carry on that season even when the new one comes out. So you can still unlock everything mm. in season one now, even though season two is out. It's not, so like I bought time. Season it's not one. locked behind the time thing. It's no. not like Fortnite, which no. that kind of yeah. yeah. Once it's over, it's over. No, it's nothing. It's not like that. You carry on. Although I suppose that's like we spoke about before. How exciting is that different coloured Master Chief helmet? You know, we all love love a good helmet, <laughs> especially Master Chief. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that did happen this game in terms of the achievements, though, is um, an achievement didn't come out at launch. And so then has got added into season two, which is the medic achievement. And basically you have to revive um, 
your uh, a teammate in a certain um, mode. But uh, I found that quite surprising that an achievement didn't come out on launch and they're added in. I couldn't think of many other games like that that's previously mm. happened. So that's kind of cool. Interesting. I'll give you two minutes on the next one. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, the big game I actually played um, and really enjoyed the most I would say is the gunk and this was uh, after Halo and Tunic I needed something just relaxing a nice little walkthrough game to, uh, to to just go on to next and basically the gunk is is a very pretty third person game that you literally walk through either hoovering think um, big black cloud up which is the gunk uh, with your arm or you're scanning things for resources to then maybe upgrade that arm in the future. You do pick up a, a like a stun technique in the end, but there's very little combat. Like these little, like, do you remember um, the critters? These little critters. Yeah, the, critters the little movie, balls. The little balls things, yeah. They start coming out the, uh, the, the gunk, the big black clouds in certain areas. But apart from that, and there's like little flower bad guys that can shoot you but apart from that there's very little combat in it it is just walk around scan this start sucking up this cloud and um the animation is gorgeous and when you've um, vacuumed up all all the cloud in a certain area the animation literally um there's like a ball that brings the world to life on screen and that just never got old to me it, um, I've done 950 points out of the 1,000 achievements, um, but unfortunately I didn't collect quite enough resources to get the last two upgrades, and now I've, I would have to trek through, back through the world to find those, which I'm kind of in a mixed bag. Ooh, it's, it's so tempting. It's so tempting, so but I don't want it to become the Batman <laughs> of of me, yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see we'll see see how I go. But uh, it, it was a lovely game to play. It, for me, I always thought of this as the Xbox version of Kina because it was that pretty. But um, but it it was just a lovely, nice, slow experience to get my teeth into um, as a, a as a slow slow um, experience to. Um, for the next game, which was the quarry. So, bit of a change cool. of pace. Bit of a change of pace. Thank yeah, you. There Thank you go. Excellent. Well done. Well, there you go. Uh, so you did that in 18 minutes and 16 seconds. But we did interrupt you a few times and we did sort of ask questions. So, um, but that just means that I'm going to take five minutes off somebody else um, when I get to them. So, um, no, I'm joking, of course. Right. Who shall I go to next? Uh, Tom. Tom, I was say I'm going to be quick. I okay. Ooh, okay then. Well, I'll 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 be generous. I'll give you ten minutes then. Okay, so cool. go on then. Well, I like we've said so many times. I've only been playing one game, and that is Elden Ring. And I am four trophies away from the platinum now. I'm on the final boss, but I've got one side boss, Melania. Um, going to pronounce it butchering the pronunciation um, I need to beat her and then I need to do the three endings um, and then I've got the plat we're 80 hours in um, but I'm still loving it I've got I would say it's now become a Souls game it's now become a FromSoft game where because I'm because I'm at a point where 
the open world doesn't really matter now because I've got one boss for one trophy and one boss for another trophy. They're the, the gatekeepers, if you like. Um, I'm starting to feel like the games of old where it was a lot more linear um, and I've got to now just figure out how to beat these bosses and get better at these bosses to get to get the win and get the uh, plat. But rather than talk again about Elden Rings, it's the only game i played, I thought I'd do something slightly different. I'm going to just pull up my script here. Uh, I love this, Tom. I've just been reading it while you've you been talking. It? And I was going to say, maybe one of us should read it, unless you want to do it, because I know your voice is a bit dodgy. But I think just to uh, give it that kind of uh, um, emphasis on it, you've actually written a story, which I'm really <laughs> impressed with. Uh, it's amazing, just looking at it. It kind of it's, it, it makes me want to actually read a book about uh, that you'd, you'd write about this kind of stuff. It's very cool. I, I'd wanted to do uh, more, but I'd only... A little, again keep banging on about time but I've literally only had time to do one um, but I wanted to do a few different ones I can give it a go and then if it's bad because of my throat then I'm sure someone else could read it, read it again and we can just edit it over the top um, if that's alright or if you want to, I don't mind if you, one of you guys wants to read it instead You've written it, mate. So I think you should be the one that gets to uh, read it out. But you've got to you've got to do it in a sort of like an audio book style. You know, you've got to you've really got to sell the performance. Yeah, C C B B story title. <laughs> Look, Settling if children. Tom Hardy can do it, that C B B S, then you know you've got it, mate. So yeah, it it has to be in a in a a, a sort of a, a fighting fantasy style emphasis on you know I, I can't wait for this come on I was going to take my um, for those who don't know I'm currently wearing sunglasses because my eyes are really bad right I'm going to take those sunglasses off and I'm going to give this my best shot okay right is everyone settled in I'm sitting comfortably this feels like Jack and Ori again people won't know what that is but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, so th this is what I've titled this as. I, I might add, even for you, Tom. Sorry to interrupt yeah, you, on. but I might even add some kind of I don't know background music just Fantastic. to uh, just to spice it up. So yeah, go on, come on. I can't <laughs> wait for this. Don't let us down. No pressure. There's no pressure. Jesus. Okay. So this is uh, this is Elden Ring and a story from the Ring. Last night, I descended a lift. It fell through what felt like layers of time and space. I saw glimpses of worlds through cracks in the walls until finally I settled to a stop in what felt like the heart of the world itself. As I walked forward, I gazed upon one of the most beautiful sights I'd ever seen. A sky of stars covered me. I was there, jaw and sword dropped to the floor. Where is this place? And what? Does it hold in its depths? I ventured forward. A building with unlit pillars stands before me and I enter to find the remains of a giant dead deer lying on the ground. I venture still and light a pillar. Upon doing so, I see one of the flames ignite on the entrance of the building. I must find eight of these, I realise. Sword and shield braced, I moved on. Glowing orbs float by me. I see danger in the distance and then out of nowhere, a huge blue minotaur strikes down at me from with a thunderous blow. Bam! I block, I parry, I run, I attack. The beast is slain, but it is one beast. How many more are there? I can't see them. I didn't see this one. I venture on. More and more of these beasts 
in groups spring from nothing. I fight valiantly, slaying and healing, healing and slaying, until all eight pillars are lit and I return to the now glowing blue remains of that giant deer. Upon touching the fallen beast, I am transported to a place far from any known area on any written map. The spirit on this animal is here, trapped in rage, fighting to stay on this side of the mortal plane. I set to it, I summon my pack of wolves and I head straight into battle. The deer dances through the night sky, bounding gloriously before crashing its hooves into the earth. I dodge, I roll, avoid, and I learn. Eventually, I summon not wolves but courage, for I understand this beast, its movements, its vulnerabilities, its weaknesses. I seize the opportunity to strike and repeat these strikes until the beast falls, gracefully and beautifully, drifting off like petals in the breeze to the afterlife. I turn, pick up my runes and return to the lift from which I once came, stronger, wiser and all the more grateful for the experience I was given. This is an Elden Ring story. Woo! I've got to say, that was pretty awesome. I mean, honestly, um, your delivery was really good as well, by the way. But no, to the fact that you've you've felt compelled to write something like that on about a video game, I mean... Uh, have you ever done that before? No, do you know what I haven't. I, I was sitting. I, I can't remember what I was waiting for, but I was sitting in um, in the car and I just wrote it. I just thought I, I wrote it and I sent it to Sarah because I was on. on I, I was winding her up of how how much I was talking about the game. <laughs> the game. So I thought I'll write a story <laughs> and send it to her on uh, on WhatsApp. Um, yeah, so that's that's where it originated from. Like I said, I had planned on doing more, but. The, Time-wise, we just didn't have, we didn't get to work it out. Um, no, that's wicked. Did, 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 what did I, she I, reply? Did she just send a one-word message saying nerd <laughs> or something like that? She said, "Please <laughs> talk about anything else than this game." Um, but yeah, no, uh, that was just me doing a little joke thing. Because the other, the only other thing I was going to say was my standout trophy um, since we recorded last was defeating the Dragon Lord Placid. Placidusics, I can't pronounce it right. Um, it was a silver and it was 26.5% rarity, but the main reason was I got it on Father's Day. So Sarah took Violet out for an hour and hmm. uh, let me get a bit of gaming in, and um, I managed to beat this this uh, dragon within that hour on Father's Day. So I thought I'd put that in as my that's my standout trophy for this month as well. That's amazing, Pete. Sorry, I interrupted you. Does this does this resonate with oh, you no. in terms of the the area? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. Someone who's played it, I, I know exactly the area uh, and the boss that um, Tom's referring to. I was going to ask Tom, like, you don't have to, to to recite the whole story now, but I was like, what were the other two areas or stories you were going to tell roughly? Where, what, which bosses or what areas were they? Um, I was thinking about the um, oh, about trying not to spoil it. Um, should we say hands? Yep, there's a, okay, there's yes. a, there's a yeah. weird, creepy bit with hands, and also um, Volcano Manor. Volcano Manor was going to be the yes. other one because okay. I really enjoyed that whole unveiling of that. Yeah, you know, there's more here than meets the eye kind of thing. That was really cool. Yeah, that awesome. was that was. I mean, people can't see this, but we all had a big smile on our faces. I think when we were listening to you. Uh, tell that story that's very cool Tom I'm very impressed I must admit um, 
So yeah, I mean, you, you, how many hours did you say you got into this? Oh, uh, eighty, eighty hours in. Eighty. So okay. I'm hoping. So you, you sort of hoping to have hundred. You think? Yeah, I'm hoping to have it done. I think if I can beat this boss, the side because I don't want to, I don't want to beat the final boss and have to do new game plus to and then get to the unlock that route all the way back to this one boss. So if, if I can beat her first, and then it's literally just three, three playthroughs one is a normal one one is one that I've already unlocked which I'll do first and then the other one has a little bit more side questing um, I'm hoping for about 100 hours if if it goes well um, I really wanted to get it done before Stray came out because like um, Wayne was saying about having a bit of a pellet planet oh good grief a pellet cleanser oh. um, I was hoping that Stray would be that but Again, I was saying like yeah, holidays and holidays and stuff. It's um, making gaming time very limited at the moment, but we shall see. We shall see. It sounds like so, that the, the Elden Ring is just a really special game for everybody that's played it. I think so. You know, just going by what you've written down. Sorry, Pete. Go on. I was just gonna say, Tom, are you gonna do the the thing with the endings where you yeah. save it um, and then just do? Yeah, you're gonna try and play through three times, but like, just, but just. You, I know you can, you can do yeah, it quicker, but sort of like, yeah. No, I don't want to do the. Um, I basically, I don't know how to do this whole save thing, so I'm just gonna. My plan is to do this ending, um, the witch's ending, first because I think that's the longest one, and I've already hmm. set that up. So I just need to beat the boss and do that, and then just do the standard ending quickly, go straight through, and then do the final. Um, slightly longer ending um, as the last one is my mm. plan but we'll see we'll see how it goes good stuff mate Honest, well that's that's awesome and thank you for writing that down and reading that out that was amazing uh, you did that in just over 10 minutes so well done fantastic <laughs> I'm going to go next and I'm going to save the rest of the time for Pete so because mine is I'm going to give myself 5 minutes there we go so to rattle through this so I my gaming time has been very limited of late uh, because of a number of things, but mainly because I've actually been uh, writing about video games um, since we last recorded. Um, I've I've always wondered because I've been writing for sixty MW for over five years, you know, uh, as part of a bit of a hobby. I've always wondered in the back of my mind, could I do this and get paid to do it? Um, and as it turns out, I can, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, the, it's uh, so I'm writing for Game Rant, which um, I must admit, prior to doing this, I'd, I'd never really visited their websites. So, um, but they, ha I'm a list writer, so you know, it's it can be lists of, of anything. Um, and and the, you know, I, I sent a, a covering letter off to them and just says, look, you know, I'm interested in this position. Never thinking I'd hear anything from it, but they called my bluff a number of times. You know, it said, uh, and then there were, there were, to be honest with you, there were a few like oh shit moments where I was like, oh yeah, they actually want me to write back and send a sample. And then they want to do the training, and then they actually want to write for them. And I was thinking, there was a few moments where I thought, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. This is too real now. And it's, um, but I'm glad I stuck with it because I've had a few articles published on on their website, which um, are, are very interesting to me. You know, they you can pick lists from their list, so to speak, of topics and things. But a lot of them don't really resonate with me because I have not played the games or I don't really know anything about them. So you can pick your own ideas, which I have done with a few of the things I've written about. So I'm really chuffed with that. To be honest with you, it's. Um, 
it's something I'm quite proud of because, you know, again, it, it, who knows where it'll lead to. Um, I'll, I'll tell people what I've written about in a second once I can find it. Uh, I should remember this, shouldn't I, really? But I think it's worth saying as well, dude, that we're, we're all proud of you as well. Like, obviously, we get to speak to you off, off the podcast and see the effort and the time that you're putting into doing it. And, and everything you've written has been genuinely been really good, I, I think. Um, I know Pete and Wayne probably echo that as well. Yeah, thanks. No, so the first one I did was six fit fitness games that have a story. So for your first article, you have to pick something off their list. So I suppose it's that was good for me because it gave me an opportunity to write about stuff that I had an idea of, but I had to do a bit of research on some of the things as well. Then the second one was five times when music transformed a video game. Then I did one off their list, which was the eight most iconic firefighters from games. That's do some research on that one. Another one I did, which was after watching Top Gun Maverick, I thought it'd be good to write about eight games to play if you enjoyed Top Gun Maverick. The last one I did was 10 entertaining video games based on boring real-life jobs. And the one that's going to come out tomorrow, um, that's not going to mean anything to people listening to this in a month's time, whenever it is, um, 10 video games that have uh, influenced food and drink. Um, so then there's just other things that I, I'm, you know, like what my angle is, uh, because I've played video games for so long, is, is to try and introduce an element of retro stuff as well and stuff that people perhaps haven't heard of from this country because the, the, the most views that get go to the website are from uh, the, the US or North America. So it, I like to introduce stuff that people perhaps haven't heard of. So that's kind of what I've been doing. In terms of trophies, I haven't done any platinums or anything. I mean, it's like it's gone from uh, last year just going kind of crazy with all of them to n not really doing so many. So I did Death Store, and then after that, it's been, to be honest with you, kind of games where I can sit and relax and edit a podcast and not have to think too much about stuff so I've gone back to pure pool which um, looking at my trophies on this uh, so the first trophy I got on pure pool which again is a game that you can play on the PlayStation Plus um, was eight years ago on the 20th of August 2014 and I was I've got a, a soft spot for pure pool because it's the game that Dave and I had a chat over and he said um, do you want to do this podcast with me which was ended up being 60 minutes with and now 60 mw um and so you know that was eight years ago and so i've always got a soft spot for pure pool it's a really good game it's by vufu studios who did mantis burn racing and they're a british studio and um they it's it's just really fun um pure uh, pool game Looking at the trophies, I mean, it's gonna. It's looking at one of those. It's probably you know anything between 150 to 200 hours to get the platinum on this. Um, the the platinum trophy, looking at in terms of rarity from PSN profiles, is 0.26 percent. Um, uh, so, and a lot of them is ranking up. So when you play a game, you, there's loads of things that you can do. So like I don't know, potting two balls at the same time. You you always get like little um, incentives uh, and achievements. So the, and there is a career mode, which is how you level up. So and you have to beat all of the career modes as well. So and they get progressively harder. So um, but it's it's a fun game, and it's one of those where I can actually just sit and edit a podcast you know when i'm listening to it and for for two hours or whatever it is or however long the podcast is i'll just stick this on and i don't have to think about it i don't have to listen to it i can just play it and enjoy it um so yeah that's going to keep me busy probably for for the rest of the year um and then after that i've been playing some co-op stuff with you guys so we played a little bit more back for blood again 
to get the platinum on that, you're looking at over 100 hours. Um, and then also Aliens Fireteam Elite, which um, I was on my wish, wish list for some time because we played a bit of it at Eurogame last year. And it's you'd think it's going to be a bit of a cheap cash-in because it, I suppose it falls in line with the, the Predator game um, um, and things like that. But actually, graphically, it looks really good. It's third-person shoot-em-up, so it's got a bit of Gears of War, although it's not as tight as, as Gears of War in terms of its gameplay. Um, but it's got all the sound effects. It's got the music. Uh, the music actually is a bit bizarre in places. So, um, But it's it's got the, the, the sound effects. It's got the gunfire. It all sounds and feels and plays like an alien game. Um, it's a hell of a lot better than Colonial Marines, for, God, uh, for sure, That's because that was a piece of crap. Um, and then, although Wayne actually liked it, I think. Yeah, I finished that. <laughs> I've I finished it, but I mean, the thing, it, the, the crying shame is that Alien Isolation, which I really enjoyed, it took me a while to get into it, but it's a very much slower paced game. Um, it didn't do it anything in terms of sales compared to Colonial Marines, which you know was um, a bit ropey to say the least. But yeah, it's a fun game, particularly if you're playing it with friends. You can play it with bots, um, but again, the trophy on that one, uh, the platinum, I should say, is you're looking at 100 plus hours because I'm sure Pete will go into it. But it's uh, leveling up weapons. Uh, it's um, doing things like that, beating the game on on higher difficulties. Um, and not not getting downed as well through levels. I think there's one about friendly fire and all sorts. It's it's one of those where it's not as um, in terms of the, the the PSN profiles rarity. You're looking at the plat- platinum being 4.71 percent of people that have got the platinum. So it's not as difficult. But it's still going to take a while if we were go- we are going to go for the platinum on that one. Like I said, I think there's some of the the, the more difficult games or uh, pl- uh, trophies for doing it on the insane difficulty. We're playing it on normal at the moment, which isn't too taxing. Although we do get knocked down. I think on the later levels, we we we've been knocked down a few times. We've had to restart a level. Um, it's fairly linear, but if you are looking for a, a quick blast em up uh, game, um, shoot em up, which has got if you're a fan of aliens. Um, you you can pick this up relatively inexpensively. I think it's thirty five pound full price, so you, you know it's some, on on sale sometimes for like a twenty quid or whatever. Um, I think it's pretty decent fun. It's like an arcade shooter, isn't it? It's I mean, uh, Pete Wayne, what are your thoughts on it? I'll go. Sorry, Pete. I should have asked you. So <laughs> when I say Pete and Wayne or Tom and Pete, it's like ah, who do I speaks first? So go on, Pete. What are you got? Any quick thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, it's. I'm, I'm, this might sound like I'm damning you with faint praise, but it's definitely better than I expected. Like we first, well, I played it first with, with you and Tom at um, EGX, and I didn't think much of it there. I thought it was very sort of, um, sort of generic, yeah, the generic co-op shooter, but it's just aliens instead of zombies or robots or whatever it, what it might be. Um, but it's you know I've, I've definitely been enjoying it. It's it's a bit like I said. It's it's at the moment on normal. It's it's not you know it's not uh ball, ball breakingly difficult but it's relaxing enough that we can have a chat sort of thing and and, and do it and yeah and and they, i think they do they do a good job naming the atmosphere um we have been because we're also we were chatting we're not caring much about the story and we haven't just been skipping all over that so yeah whatever whatever's actually going on in terms of plot um 
he's completely missed, lost on us. But hey, we're there to shoot aliens. Yeah, uh, it is literally because uh, when you talk to you go back to the, the spaceship and talk to the crew members, it is literally tapping on the up to skip the dialogue. I, d- I genuinely don't care about any of that at all. But um, from what you guys have said, um, especially you, Pete, because you, you've been watching a few of the alien films of late, the newer ones, um, it does f- follow the the law of them. From what I understand, it, it, is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, I was yes, I was surprised by that. So, um, I'm I'm not a law expert on on the alien movies, but it has it's got elements of Prometheus and Alien Covenant uh, in the in the later levels. Um, so yes, it does seem to be following you know the recent movies and introducing some different some different enemies. So not just aliens, some, a few synthetics and some um, what are they called the goopy ones I can't remember what they're called yeah I know what you mean goopy ones is a good way to describe them um, l- looking at this this there's actually one trophy which uh, is um, it's an ultra rare one is complete a mission on intense difficulty or above without anyone taking friendly fire uh, now at the moment playing it on the normal difficulties there's no friendly fire or anything like that so that might one might be a little bit trickier but um, again to be fair we, we tend to be a bit more we, we don't go off on our own paths do we? we because it's a fairly narrow corridor shooter we, we're not spread apart enough that i don't think friendly fire would be too difficult i think on something like back for blood it'd be more difficult to avoid friendly fire wouldn't it but um with this you've got enough space to be spread apart plus you tend to stick together you're not like in front of each other a lot of the time are you i think we started this game not particularly taking cover and i think that's what probably what you must do in the harder difficulties is play it more like a gears of war it, funnily enough i feel like i'm the one that's trying to take in most of the story and when we return to base and uh, and pete and chris just aren't bothered but then during the game i'm the probably the one that wants to chat the most about what you've been watching last night or whatever <laughs> rather than um <laughs> rather than shooting some alien down um, but it, it's it's a good co-op game that's just great for a little blast. Yeah, 100%. So that's been me. Um, I, I went over my time, so I'm very sorry about that. But, but I'm going to give you plenty of time, Pete, because as I mentioned earlier on, you've got eight games here on your list. So And you're going through your uh, alphabet challenge at the moment. So just give us a quick recap on where we're at with that. Yeah, I mean, so... so uh, I'm going f- trying to plan on the game starting with each layer of the alphabet. Uh, I've, I've managed to plan on six more games since we last recorded. Bloody hell. So six more down. Yeah, I know. I've jam-packed them in. Uh, so six more down. I'm up to uh, 11 out of 27 done now. So, yeah, still still behind in terms of, like, if I was committing to the calendar year, but I'm not. So, but yeah. That's very good. Progress. So give us updates on what which, which ones you've done and what you what you've achieved yep so i've fin- finally finished and planned and building in. um so so 183 hours Jeez, in, the in the end uh a level 194 i and i didn't play through it three times um i did save scum it um which is basically just after you defeat the last boss it gives a, a brief moment of respite where you can you can actually save the game and then basically you just do what i did was do one ending watch it get the trophy then re-download my save from the from the clouds do do another different ending and then um do the last ending. the the third ending um was a bit more obscure i must admit like i that was one i actually did have to go to a guide and look at what to do because i didn't un- like i it's one of those things of like i had 
heard hints about it in the game, but I, I think I must have missed exactly what what I was meant to be doing. And and I wouldn't have known to. Um, I don't want to give away spoilers. But it's like there's a there's a there's a certain thing you have to do in a certain in a certain place, and I wouldn't have known to do that if I hadn't read a guide on it. But yeah, it's it, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I've I've spoken at length for that in in past shows. But yeah, it's great. I can't imagine anything beating it for my game of the year, and it's definitely one of my favourite games of all time now. That's awesome. So just to go very quickly about Dark Souls and and that's uh, technique that you do with the uh, with those games is. Um, going taking yourself offline and then um, adding um, saving it every now and then and then you've got that save and then you can if you do die you can just download that save yeah and then so it's, again I want to go to so this is very similar to Bloodborne you could do this for Bloodborne like Bloodborne had, also had free endings and you could do the same thing where you save it I think for the older Souls games you couldn't because they're just much more dependent on um, following quest lines and like certain quest lines would cut off other endings. Yeah, but like I said, Elden Ring and Bloodborne, you could do this. You could set up all three endings in one go. Um, so and and again, both like Wayne and Tom said, after such a massive spending so long on such a massive game, I did want something like different or a bit of a palate cleanser. Uh, so my next one, which is you in my alphabet challenge, was called Unpacking. Um, people might not have heard of this. This is a, a an indie puzzle game. It's from uh, developers called Witchbeam, who I must have hadn't heard of, but they did a sort of Android cactus, which I had heard of, which is like a sort of um, shooter, like indie shooter. Um, what it is, like you might guess from the the name, uh, it's a puzzle game where you're. It tells the story through the environment and the clues, um, and you're unpacking, literally unpacking boxes and possessions um, in different stages in different houses um, as you follow this one character's life uh, and then the puzzle element comes from working out what, what these items are and where they should go in the in the house so the game will be like very discreet it's like um you know toys should go in 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 the cupboard in the bedroom um clothes should go yeah clothes should be placed in drawers or in the cupboards um toiletry should be placed in the bathroom things like that um it's it's what it's it's better than it sounds it's much more fun to do this i found it much more fun to do this than i would it be to unpack things in real life um it's it's very charming it's really pretty um and it's very relaxing like i said very very, very different to Elden ring um the only thing is like because of the nature of it, it it's um you it might be quite sometimes quite hard to work out what item is meant to be like for, like there's there's one item that like to me, it was just an indistinct can, but it turns out it was meant to be air freshener, and I just didn't work that out until much later on. Uh, and similarly, there was like a, a box, which I think was meant to be like a sewing kit, but it was just an, an, a nondescript box to me, and I don't know what it was meant to be. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. It only took four hours to, to complete and plan them, um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, quick shout out like two trophies. Um, like most of the trophies are just for completing the game there's a few ways just you get trophies for interacting with certain items so uh there's one called game on which is like you turn on the game console and it's quite cute because like it starts off with like um a little game boy what was clearly meant to be a game boy uh and then it as as the character gets older it eventually becomes like a gamecube then a wii uh and like a ds and it's quite and it's just it's just quite cute and charming uh and one just called 12 o'clock which 
it certainly resonated with me because I'm I'm the designated one who does this in my house. It's like saying the time in the microwave. Don't you ever get that when, when, <laughs> yeah. when, when you get a power cut and you have to go around saying the time in the microwave in the oven and stuff like that. It's always always forced to me, and it just like yeah. Resonated yeah, with my me. wife does that. So whenever I you know unplug it or whatever, um, it does look cool actually. I'm watching a video of it now. It looks um, like you said, quite zen-like, isn't it? You know, and being able to rearrange things and you know tidy up a little bit yeah does it play okay on the controller Pete? because it looks more like um, a, a mouse sort of game that you'd be playing yeah it's yeah, it's fresh it's it's pretty good it's i i oh, yes i think it would be smoother on on a mouse like you said wayne but it's it's pretty good it has a very nice sort of fairly snappy grids that you can you can tell the only thing is sometimes you because it's like got puzzle element where like you're trying to fit all these items that will fit into one cupboard there's an element of putting items behind items, and that can be a bit uh, a bit troublesome sometimes. But yeah, it works pretty well on console uh, on a controller. Excellent, I like that. Uh, do you, how much is that? I'm gonna have a look at that. It's on, it's on Game Pass. Oh, oh. you. <laughs> cool. No, that's good. I like the look of that. Cool. And then uh, next one. It's again changing up again this was uh h on my alphabet challenge this is hot wheels unleashed Ooh, um, look at this came out fairly recent yeah it came out fairly recently uh this was developed and published by milestone who again at first instance i was like i'm not sure who that is but when i looked into it they actually done they do have quite a pre- um uh, a, a back catalog of like uh, racing games they did like the motor gp games ride monster entry supercross uh, and gravel which is something i i've played and platinum in the past um First impressions were really, really positive, really good, like very nice graphics. Um, I, I this is one thing I, I forgot to mention earlier. Like for for Wayne's, I won't I won't go into too long. But actually, I got a new monitor, Wayne. I finally got a HDR monitor now. Um, so this and the and the next game I'll talk about were the, my first sort of um, impressions of HDR, and it looks really nice. Um, Which one did you go for? Just, the, just get Wayne. I know he's getting quite excited. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it was, it was, I got a, a Dell monitor, but it's like one of their newer ones. It's got like 2.1 HDMI and all that, all that jazz. Um, yeah, and, yeah, it's been like, like HDR's a weird one. Like I, I said this before to Wayne, but like HDR's a weird one because like I'd never seen it before. It's hard to understand. My understanding was like, it was basically like, oh, it, the colors are slightly better, but it's not really, it's, it's almost more like the, the light and the shadows are better rather than say the colors. Um, and it just gives everything, yeah. It just makes everything look a little, more, a little bit more authentic, and definitely um, did look better because I'd, I'd started it on on a different monitor, and then when I I, I turned it on the HDI, it did look, definitely look better. Um, yeah. So Hot Wheels, very. You're driving, you know, the classic Hot Wheel cars that most people probably remember from the childhood, um, round uh, round tracks uh, in a, like a larger environment, uh, very sort of like arcadey racing. Um, you know boosts and all that uh all the cars have like different specs um and like how they perform like i said first question is really great really enjoyed it um however as as it went along the, the gameplay got really repetitive quite quickly um and for the most part you're nearly always driving on the hot wheel like blue and orange tracks so as a result it doesn't really it never quite feels like um Micro machines did for like back in the day. Like one of one of the things I always enjoyed about micro machines was that feeling of like, you know, driving around the pool table and trying not to fall into the pockets and things like that, or driving around the bathtub and not trying not to fall in. Um, you don't really get that 
with Hot Wheels. So like I said, because most of the time you're just on the tracks. So yes, you're driving through a living room, but you don't interact with the living room as such in that same way. Um, and then there's other little things like this is this, this is weird. Bearing, again, bear in mind milestones um, pass in in other racing games, but there's some real basic features that you would expect from a racing game they don't have. So like, there's no like lap split times or anything like that. So you don't know if you're like behind first place. You don't know how far behind you are. It doesn't tell you anything like that. Um, for when you're joining multiplayer, if you set up a lobby, you have different options you can pick, but the only option to join a lobby is quick join. So it's not like it's completely irrelevant. It's not like you can choose, oh, I want a lobby with these options on, so why have them? Um, which is, yeah, it's like slightly strange. It just seems a bit lacking in that sense. Um, I could see people enjoying it more than I did if they like the trap building and they like um, one of the good things about it is that like it, it it has checkpoints around the track but you can do some fairly ridiculous shortcuts by boosting through the air sort of Rocket League style um, which I again I you know I, if you're into that sort of thing I could see that being being a positive by it's, it's just like easier to play norm, drive normally um Trophy-wise, it's all fairly straightforward. There's two very grindy trophies. Um, basically, one for getting 100,000 coins. So you get coins as a reward for for winning games or for... Um, you get... The, the cars come in, like, loot boxes, which you can't you can't buy uh, for real money. They're only bought in-game. But basically, if you get duplicates, you can sell the cars for, for coins. Or you can de demolish them for gears... Um, and there's a trophy for getting 25,000 gears. Uh, just just for example, you get about 50 coins for winning a race, and um, I think like 10 gears for winning a race. So it's, it's really slow, very grindy. Um, it's made a bit better, but like since since it launched, because they introduced, um, they've got like what basically what equates to a battle pass, they call it a season pass. Um, but what it is, like every other tier on that gives you coins and uh, gears for free. Uh, the flip side of that is that like it makes the paid version of that where you get like cosmetic items or like certain cars or certain parts for the tracks like seem really like poor value. Where it's like because every other tier is free. You know, it's not like it's not like Fortnite where, you know, you might have like what? 12 out of 100 items are free. This is like more like you know, 80 out of 100 items are free, so it's like you're not getting very very much for your mm. money at all. Um, so what I ended up doing is after the, after the sort of, did, did the rest of the trophies, just like, I just play for 30 minutes, do all the daily challenges, which earns me XP for the, the battle pass, get a few levels, and then put it down and play something else. Uh, and one thing you'll see that's very common, like, if you try and play a multiplayer, you'll just see loads of, like, people... Um, being AFK and not not participating in the race, just sitting there at the, the start because they're obviously grinding for the coins trophy too. Because no, you don't get that much more for winning, you get a little bit more, but it's not a huge amount. So you, you just get loads of people just just sitting there doing the same thing, which is a bit unfortunate. Yeah. It sounds like the, it's a good game, but there's some poorly implemented things that perhaps take the shine off it a little bit. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> it's, it's been quite well supported with DLC though, right? With, in terms, yes. Of, um, I think there's a there like Jurassic Park and Batman and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yes, that's true. It's it's being more in that sense, and that like um, they're still yeah they're still adding new new cars and new tracks, um, uh, new courses. 
Um, and like I said, they they they've got fairly big um, IPs behind them as well. So it's not like just no, you know, Hot Wheels you never heard of. Um, so yeah, it's good in that sense. Um, still, still, I don't know. It's hard for me to recommend. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? Then? Uh, how am I? I don't know how I'm doing for time. Uh, so then, I, I'll give you. I'll give you three minutes on this one. Ha. Uh, <laughs> not all of them. Just this, this one. one. Okay. And then again, changing up again. Uh, this, this is my D or my Alpha Challenge. This is Deathloop. Um, another PS4, you know, uh, exclusive that we've been mean to get around to. Uh, oh, I should have said sorry. Hot Wheels took me about twenty-one hours, roughly, to the plan, but it felt longer than that. Um, yeah. Definitely, yeah. So, probably well known. It's developed by Arcane Leon, for, best known for Dishonored, Prey, and and the upcoming Redfall, uh, and published by Bethesda. This is the like, this is the one that uh, it's PlayStation Time exclusive, and it it came. The the announcement came up. The, the release came after the announcement of the acquisition by Xbox. It was it was kind of a funny one where obviously the contracts had been signed, so they had to honor it. Um, but it seemed a bit odd having this exclusive Bethesda game when they now own by Xbox. But anyway, um, uh, I definitely yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I love the setting, I love the premise. Um, I, 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 won't, I won't go into too much. I think it's been it got featured in so many different PlayStation showcases that uh, I feel like people have seen quite a lot of it already. Um, one thing for me is that it's a lot more linear uh, than I expected. I thought it was going to be far more puzzle orientated in terms of um, trying to work out where you wanted to get these visionaries, the you know the bosses with their their powers, how you, how you wanted to manipulate them and get them into certain places at certain times. Um, but it turns out actually it's really obviously signposted. The game will just flat out tell you, oh no, you need to go here and do this thing, and it will move this character. Um, so in that sense, it's 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 probably quicker than than I expected. Um, have you played Dishonored? No, and obviously, yeah. So this was a funny one because, like, initially when it came out, I remember when Wayne when it first came out. Wayne asked us, like, was why was no one sort of keen to play it? And I remember at the time I said I I really wanted to play Dishonored games first. Um, but then I it's I heard I heard from other people that it's it's detached enough, you know. Although it shares some basically it shares some of the powers that Colt can get with um, similar powers that you could get in the Dishonored games. It's it's not you know it's different enough that it's not a problem if you haven't played Dishonored before mm, I was just curious because I have and I I played it to a certain point but it just didn't stick with me it didn't grab me um, so I was just curious to see how similar if at all this was to those games I, I gather the art like obviously the storyline is completely so and setting is completely different but I gather it's pretty similar in that like I played it mostly with stealth mechanics and found it pretty easy and straightforward although you can definitely use different powers if you wanted to go in guns blazing um and it would and mm. it would allow you to do that it's it's more forgiving uh, i think in, than like i think dishonored like uh, plan and wise i think dishonored is quite famous for having a like a no kill um playthrough where you have to like basically do everything we're not killing any anyone um and mm. this has trophies like that but it's it'll be like you have to get through the game Killing only the um, the visionaries, the, the, like the bosses, without killing any of the, the normal enemies. But by that point, you've got the abilities like go invisible and teleport. So it's not it's not as bad as it sounds. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, and then just like just touch on yeah, very like really impressed again with the HDR implementation, just looked really pretty. Uh really enjoyed the voice acting for Colt and Juliana, who's like sort of the main one one another one of the your enemy visionaries and you're sort of the, the main um antagonist. Uh yeah. Like and then outside of the story trophies, most of the other ones are just to like, you know, kill kill this person in this particular way that's meant to be you know, that can be ironic. Um funny enough, this is this one's for Tom. Um there's one trophy in it called Quantum Solution, which is uh, there's a visionary called Wenji who her ability is that she has multiple clones and they're all spread out across this level and then you have to kill all of them within ninety seconds. Um I found that hard and took that took more attempts for me than, than Melania did in Elden Ring. So, you know. Bear, bear that in mind, Tom. Oh great. <laughs> I can guarantee you it'll take me more. <laughs> Um, but yeah, really, really enjoyed it. it. Took me about twenty-eight hours to to complete and platinum. That's pretty good. Uh, what else we got? Right, and then this is uh, another one that possibly people haven't heard of. Uh, this is V. Now my Twitch channel. This is called Voice of Cards: The Isle Dragon Wars uh, on on PS4. What this is? This is uh, a turn-based RPG. It's developed by. Um, Again, not a developer I'd really know, heard of. It's called Allium. They're basically a mobile dev. They worked on Final Fantasy Brave Exodus, which I'd heard of, obviously, never, I've never played. Uh, this is their first console game, uh, and it was published by Square Enix. Um, it's a turn-based RPG, but the the world and story are told as if you're playing a tabletop game. Um, so it's got like the world is set up with playing cards put down on the table and. Lots of the attacks involve dice rolls, um, like you're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it reminds me a lot of Hand of Fate. I don't know if anyone ever played that or remembers that. Oh yeah, I like that. That was yes. good. That was like you said, a, a nice mixture of uh, like a board game almost, and but also you got the fighting elements to mix it up. Uh, it got a bit of fight, uh, fighting fantasy about it as well. Yes. So yes, very very similar to that. It's just like almost like a, a Japanese take on that. Um, story is fairly generic fantasy nonsense. Um, but I was actually quite impressed with like uh, bear in mind that you've, you had, have only, they've only got static cards for all the characters that actually conveys quite a lot of emotion and um, impact uh, so it's like you can actually little things like you know when the character gets hit the card shakes or when they when they get hurt they lie down the card like lies down to, on, like, on the thing I don't know it's just very cute um, it's a pretty, pretty easy game um, but I, I enjoyed it uh, there's actually four endings, but most of them are fair, like are fairly straightforward. They just it's just choice based of like what you want to do at the end. Um, but there is there is a best ending, um, but that requires you to find like ten hidden, like collectible cards in the world, and that's mostly done through through side quests and helping helping NPCs. Uh, and then just to call out one trophy. There's a trophy for uh, called Filthy Rich, like obtaining more than fifty thousand gold. Which isn't actually that bad of a grind, but you could technically miss it if you like went nuts and you know, bought like everything at the shops without thinking about it. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed it. It took about 19 hours to, to complete and plan them. Sounds good. I'm just going to have a look, look at it now. It sounds very cool. Cool. And then, uh, again, you can, we've been changing changing up the, trying to change up the, the genres of the games I've been playing, uh, but went back to another driving game for G. Uh, this is the Grand Tour game. So, um, 
Okay, this is, interesting. Yeah, this is one that I, I actually forgot I, I owned, and I actually even forgot it, it even come out. It was just having, I just it was when I was looking for games t- to cover for, for G that I was having to see it in my collection. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that came out. Um, this is unsurprisingly, if people know know the Amazon show, um, what 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 was basically Top Gear. Um, it was developed by Amazon Game Studios. It's a driving racing game. It seems to be their their first and only console release that he did um after working on mobiles they did they've moved on to do works on some of the the mmos that like amazon have put out like lost world um but yeah it's it's it was an interesting premise so the idea of it was that every week when the episode the tv episode of the tv show came out you could watch part of the episode in the game and then when it would cut to the challenges they do in the show, you would actually play that f- out in the game. So, like, if they were like driving a car along a you know a mountain road or something, you would then switch to the to the car they were driving and do that do that bit. It would be like a time trial, you know, complete this course in like a minute or something. Um, That's quite or, a cool idea. Yeah, it was it was really novel and I really <clears> liked <throat> it. Um, like, obviously, like this isn't this is no Gran Turismo. It's not you know there's not going to be any ray tracing here but actually i was really impressed with like the cars looked really you know bear in mind they must have obviously had, had to get permission and use the licenses to get to the cars in the game um they actually did a fairly good job of making you know what they look like um and they obviously very clearly had a limited budget but the sort of scope um of what they achieved and what they were going for is what i was really impressed by so because obviously you know um grand tour top gear it's it, they're obviously not very they're fairly wacky in some of the stuff they do there's actually quite a lot of variety in like not only the the sort of settings in terms of where you'd be racing but also like the actual like gameplay and challenges you'd be doing so like um obviously lots of driving challenges but then there'll be other strange ones where like um photograph like taking a photograph which almost acts like a like a hidden object game where it's like you know find this object in in a static image and take a photo of it um they have like rotating picture puzzles which is sort of like meant to like meant to be sort of like oh you need to repair for you know repair the engine or something so you've got to rotate the, the pieces into place um they had one really random one where it's like you were standing on the back of a pickup truck having to shoot like um targets because that's what they did in the show uh and then there's like a really random one near the end where it's like you're 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 riding a, a motorized suitcase through an airport um so yeah very 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 strange in that sense but like again they obviously must be quite challenging in terms of developing it in terms of like all these sort of random stuff they have to do um is it they got the, the voice the, the you know the the may hammond yes and yes the, so yes they all provide um voice i i gather most of it is ripped straight from the episode so obviously they didn't have to like record someone like although having said that um there is a multiplayer mode uh the servers aren't online anymore but you can do still do split screen um couch multiplayer and they, I guess, I'd imagine they did record lines for that because they obviously have like you know yelps and and exclamations. Um, it's a, it's actually like again, bear in mind like you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily think it, but like it's actually quite good fun the, the multiplayer because like it's basically a, a Mario Kart clone where um, you're driving the cars around the tracks, but then there's lots of different power ups and they just have like novel takes on like the the Mario Kart sound. So you got the standard like speed boosts. Um, one one I really liked is like rather than having the you know the um, the ink that sort of obscures your screen in Mario Kart, what they have here is like a, a nuisance call where it's like it shows up like someone's phoning you, 
and it ends up being like a quick time event so like you can't just hang up you have to like press the right button to hang up which can actually be quite hard when you're trying to drift around the corner and then work out what button you need to press um i just liked it it was just a very novel take on it and there's things like it's quite inventive yeah yeah and it, exactly and then like there'll be things like you know rather than dropping a you know um i don't know what like a, a box behind you on on the track to 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 get someone behind you you drop like broken pottery so it's like, like shards of glass do you mean to 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 disrupt their tires and yeah it's quite good fun um Driving wise, it's like very, very loose arcadey handling, not realistic at all. Um, but it, it does nail a good sense of speed. Um, I mean, to to a slight detriment, it's often because it's so arcadey. It's often you're often better off just smashing off the barriers at high speed rather than actually braking and trying to do like dry, you know, racing lines or anything like that. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely no worries there. And Again, I gather because the license, like the car, takes some like like cosmetic damage, but there's no like destruction or anything like that. Um, your cars don't get affected by like taking damage. Mm. Uh, just out of interest, if or if you had to pick one racing game because you've got, obviously got Hot Wheels Unleashed to recommend to somebody, what would it be? This or the Grand Tour or Hot Wheels Unleashed? I had more fun with the Grand Tour. Ah, interesting. I really did. The I guess that segues nicely. To, well, you, it's hard to recommend now because it's been delisted. You can't buy it. So unless you, unless you, no way. Yeah. So unless, so unless you already owned it, there's no way for you to get it now. Um, so you, what? I guess one of the few people that have uh, that'll be able to get this platinum now. <coughs> yeah, yeah. So it it's not going to be available to anybody else. No, I guess not. Um, because of because of the weird episodic nature of it. Um, like the main game basically just has trophies for like complete this episode and then all the sort of specific trophies come in that like they're presented like DLC trophies. There's absolutely loads of trophies, like ridiculous amount. Um They're not they're not nothing too bad. But there's quite most of them revolve with like, you know, each episode will have like say fourteen challenges and it'd be like get gold in all of them. So like, you know, do all of them in a, in a certain set time. So that's all fine. There was unfortunately a few grindy ones. Um so like in in the multiplayer is like win 50 times but with each presenter so it's like Clarkson, Hammond, May and um, Abby the 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 resident race driver um so that's like 200 races but what you can do is you can actually set up uh, a multiplayer race with no other opponents and then just win it so okay so yeah like you, you know not the not the best thing but like and it's a bit grindy but yeah you can you can easily get around it yeah, and then sounds good. It's a shame I'll never get to play it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, right, then very quickly, just because just because of time. So, two games that I started, but I've actually abandoned both of them um, due to various reasons. So the first one I'm gonna actually gonna ask you. The first one was for for my X game. I picked um, XIII or Thirteen. Um, I don't know if everyone remembers this. This was the this came back in out in two thousand and three. It's like the cell shaded yeah, first yeah. party, first this... person shooter game, first party, so first person shooter. Did, did it uh, have um, Adam West? Adam, yes, Adam, Adam West is in it, and so is David Jacovny. Yeah. Um, this is, so this, I never played the original. Um, I gather it was fairly well received at the time. Um, and I certainly obviously remember the, the sort of very distinctive art style at the time. This is the like the, the fairly recent remake, which actually got really like negative reviews but i was just like curious enough that like i kind of wanted to see what it was like anyway 
um, seemingly developed by by a, a group called Play Magic, and I can't find any much info. It seems to be. I think this might be their first game. Um, so yeah, it, it's 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 a weird one. So, so first of all, like graphically, um, it looks okay. Um, there are some weirdly weird like quirks and bugs. So like you get like when you look at when you're not moving, the game looks fine. But when you like you're in motion, like some of the animations a bit weird. You have characters like running backwards at you. Um, there's one there's one early cutscene where you're talking to a lady and her eyes are rolling back in her head. Like and there's like this is doesn't look quite right. Um, as you mentioned, Chris, yeah, Adam West uh, has provides voice it, and David Duchovny voices the, the main character, but he honestly sounds so bored. It's like honestly, I've never I've never heard like a, a celebrity voiceover in the game sound so bored and so disinterested. Um, I genuinely like, I genuinely think like a, a David Duchovny impersonally would have done a better job than getting him on. Like there's a very early scene where you're meant to be being interrogated, but he just sounds like so uninterested <laughs> um, it really kind of takes you out um, so yeah it's kind of odd that he, he agreed to do this um, yeah the problem so what, what, why did I abandon it It's it, the game's okay the trouble is it, it crashes a lot on PS5 so um, I think I, I think of what I played about three levels and I had it crash three times and it crashed twice at the end of the third level and I lost all the focus and I had to do it again and I did a quick Google in terms that this is just like a known thing. Um, I gather it's better because it's a PS4 game and I'm playing it on the PS5. I gather it is better if you play it on a PS4, but I couldn't be bothered. It wasn't that good. Do you mean it was like I couldn't be bothered to, to dig out the PS4 again? Um, yeah. So I just thought I'd leave it. Um, funnily enough, literally, as just before we were going to recording, um, a news article came out that like it's actually getting a new patch. Um, they've announced like a new a new overhaul for it in, coming out like September. So it's not even like out yet. It's coming out for a while this year, where they're going to like improve a lot of the problems, and they said they're going to improve like the PS5 performance and get it so 60 frames a second, and hopefully crashes less. Which is interesting because like I had chosen to abandon it, but now I'm like curious if that's do I wait and see if it improves improves things? Because I'm not going to talk about it now, but like. I, because I've abandoned it, I need to find another game for my for my ex. I did. I have started one, but it's actually remarkably hard. But I'm going to talk about that next time. Yeah, it's um, look at. I mean, so this game came out in November 2020, and so it's only taken them two years. Yes, exactly. To, um, yeah, to address the issues. Um, the other thing is about that is it's right. I had the original game. Hmm. I I love the original game. I had it, yeah, and um, I but I never finished it, and I was really keen on that remake until reviews came out, and it hasn't gone below twenty quid on the on either store. I've had it on my wish list for quite a while, um, so it's never been at the right price for me to want right. giving it a go. And it's interesting what you say about you just giving it up because of how buggy it is, still. Let's hope, let's hope they do get to fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had it on the Game GameCube, I think. Um, but yeah, I'll probably avoid that one for for now, anyway. Yeah, uh, and then like finally, um, after that disappointment, I then moved on to what one I'd actually been really looking forward to. One I've um, I thought I was going to really enjoy, uh, and it turns out I didn't. And this is Just Cause Four. Um, 
I've not played any of the Just Cause games before. I've obviously heard of them and I know of them and I know um, how, how well regarded they are in terms of like open world, you know, messing around, blowing up, blowing up stuff and like grappling hook around around the world and onto helicopters and all that fun stuff. Um, but wow, like, um, unlike Hot Wheels, the first impressions for me were just really, really like, like disappointing. Um, I had to Google like when this came out because like I'm not I, like this sounds like I'm being um, hyperbolic, but it's like I this looks like a PS3 game, and I'm playing it on mm. PS4. It came out in 2018, and I was just like, this looks so much older and worse. Everything it kind of has that PS3 like gray. Even though it's set in like a tropical country, everything looks a bit gray and brown and just horrible. The um, the cutscenes have a are really have sort of have like a really grainy like low resolution effect like they were filmed like almost like they were done on a different engine and it looks really weird um the the control like this is a weird one to, to criticize because like i guess you could argue that i should just learn the controls and get used to it the the all the controls just aren't what you would normally you would expect from like i don't know if like like i said what other games have conditioned me to be like oh this button should do this it's like to change to reload it's press square to change weapon it's hold square which means that triangle is actually your wingsuit so and then circle is your melee attack and i keep thinking that's going to be dodge it's like you're going to a gunfight trying to dodge and i just end up you know attacking nothing i'll um i'll try and change my weapon i'll get my wingsuit out i'll i'll try and i'll jump for jump at the end like press x to get my parachute out and then like something else goes wrong um and it just the other thing as well is that like Again, I appreciate this is part of, this is part of the story. But obviously, the idea is that like you know you're, a, you know you're this super hard mercenary taking on this like ar- army on your own. Like not by your own, but you're like, you know raising a guerrilla army. Um, but the trouble is, is like I don't know if you I don't know if anyone's ever here has ever played GTA Online. But you know like the whole the whole thing about GTA Online is like there's loads of stuff you can do in the game, but the problem is that you're just constantly getting harassed by people blowing you up and stuff like that. It's it's like that in Just Cause, where it's like, because you're a wanted man, it's like being one or two stars in GTA all the time. Mm-mm. Where it's like, you're just trying to do anything. Even, you know, you could just be trying to do like a little driving car stunt. But the moment a guard sees you, you just got like, you got tanks on you, you got helicopters on you. And it's not like GTA where it's like, you can just kill them all and then you get a bit of respite. Well, you kill them all and then they just summon, they just summon more reinforcements. It's like, oh, you're causing more trouble to summon more people. Um, and again, I appreciate maybe you'll get to a point in the in in the game where it's like that calms down because you I don't know you you get enough bases that you get enough reinforcements that it all calms down. But it just meant that everything I was doing was really annoying. It was just like oh, I'm in another fight and I don't want to be. Um, so it really like ruined that sort of open world exploration that I normally like, where it's like oh I'll go over and do this fun thing or something. Um, it just felt like you're constantly in a fight the whole game, and it's just like you can't do anything without getting into a fight. And there's things like when you when you you have you can only hold two guns. When you when you run out of the gun, you drop the gun. So then you got to go find the gun. Um, and it's just like yeah, just things like that just made it a real pain in the ass. Um, mm. And then yeah, and then the final straw was that like a, a bit similar to 13 where it's like i i finished a, a level and it crashed me and then i lost all the progress and i was just like i am not doing this again yeah 
I think Just Cause 3 came out and that got a few performance issues. So I remember a lot seeing that always seemed to be the benchmark for digital foundry videos of, of it dropping to like 20 frames a second and when there's explosions and stuff like mm. that. Because it's all well and good having, like, all, like you said, all these different things like loads of explosions and massive open world to dick around in. But if the game runs like crap and it's not going to be fun so and I must I must I played the original just cause on the 360 back in 2006 cuz there weren't too many games out there at the time so and, and I actually quite enjoyed it um but it wasn't what it is now do you know what I mean it's it's now you've got all these crazy things you can do like tethering explosives together and it's got a, a world um real weather simulation or whatever going on and you can utilize all that sort of stuff it just seems to have moved away from what the original was yeah so yeah, yeah. it's Aval- avalanche studios isn't it so mm. they do they did Mac- mad max didn't they and they were the um they're making sort of... contraband on the xbox yeah, okay. see i enjoyed the open worldy yeah. type games i enjoyed mad max but yeah this one just, just yeah. didn't go on a bit. yeah mad max was good i enjoyed, I enjoyed mad max i thought it was good Yep. Um, so yeah, so you've abandoned, I've abandoned that. that. One, I do have a replacement for for Jay already lined up. But again, I will talk about that next time. Excellent. Right. Well, um, as always, we're getting closer to midnight, and we've got to do the uh, fantasy league stuff update. So Pete, I know you've just spoken for loads, but I'm going to pick on you because you're really good at this. So um, give us an update on the fantasy league. Where are we since we last spoke? Yeah. So. It is. It's definitely still. Although we've just had all these announcements, which we've talked about, it's still fairly quiet on the release schedule. Um, although there has been a few things. So just in terms of like updates, um, Wayne dropped. So the Xbox showcase obviously highlighted games that are going to be out in the next twelve months, but that did mean Redfall is going to be in the sort of first half of twenty twenty three, along with well, along with the, the announcement of Starfield as well. Um, so. Yeah, Wayne got to drop Redfall for free, and he's replaced that with um, Pokemon Scarlet slash Violet, which I must be. I I I'm not the best on Pokemon. I've completely lost track of what what that version that is. It's um, it's basically a spin off of the uh, of Arceus, which was the one earlier on the in the year. Oh, so this is a new one. Got yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. I didn't. Pre- I thought this was a bit like you know their Ruby Emerald remakes or whatever. I didn't even appreciate it was a new one. No, so I think that one had good reviews, so I uh, I swapped it in. Yep, good shout. Uh, and then similarly for yourself, Chris, um, that Forza Motorsport was on the, the Xbox Showcase, but it's not coming out this year, so you've dropped that. But you've you're, you're the only one of us with a slot free at the moment, so we just need to see what you pick. I, I, I don't know what to put in there, to be honest with you. I thought I did. I must admit, um, Chris, when I saw Rabbids got announced for this year. Uh, Mario and Rabbids. I thought, oh, I'll have that, and then I realised that somebody else had got it. <laughs> I um, I did the same thing with that Callisto Protocol. I was like, oh, I've got to have, I'll have that. Stay away. And from then my Tom's, Christo. Tom's got it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll have a look, see what else, what else is coming out later on this year. Yeah. Um, in terms of what's coming out in the next few weeks, with as as of recording, uh. Chris, you mentioned earlier, we've got Cuphead, Delicious Last Course. That's been picked by Tom. Um, I'd, I'd have, you know, Cuphead, of course, obviously very well received when it first came out, so I'd imagine it's going to get pretty good scores. Yeah, I'm hoping that will um, boost me up, get me back in the running again, because, th- well, I think you'll go over the totals, but, yeah, I'm hoping that's going to at least get me back into back into the running for yeah, well, contention. 
Yep, and then also similarly, you've got Stray, and then um, so this is one you picked, Tom, and I counterpicked it. And this is this is an interesting one because uh, I think I said before when they first showed it, I was actually quite down on it. But I think the second trailer they showed recently, I actually thought it looked much better, and I'm now beginning to regret that I've counterpicked it. <laughs> I, I counterpicked it on the on the hope that it was just people were going nuts for it being just a cat game. And actually, it wouldn't be very good. But actually, I think it's going to be quite good. And I'm quite upset. And it has I, I, a designated meow button. <laughs> oh God! Even in yeah. cutscenes, <laughs> even in cutscenes, you can meow if you want to. <laughs> um, you well, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of any other games where you get to play as a, as a pussy, but you know, it's. Uh, I'm just uh, <laughs> sorry. I can say that because it's uh, it's uh, you have to touch what you are, right? you know. So you're a pussy cat. Yep. So. Um. Sorry, <laughs> just derailing it, Pete. Sorry. Uh, and then, uh, Chris, you've got Xenoblade Chronicles Three, and again, I think the first two were again fairly well received. So, and people seem very, very excited for the third one. Not that I've played any of them. Yeah, I don't really give a toss about this game, except it's Nintendo, and they generally do quite well. So, uh, I thought, why not? So, yeah. Yeah, and then so, uh, score-wise, this is this is a weird one, just because um, both Chris and Tom have had games just being reviewed. Uh, so they've got scores, but they haven't been added to. So I'm just, I'm just assuming that they're going to stay at that level and just give you the running total as it is now. Uh, so Chris, you had Sniper Elite Five uh, came out. You got seventy-eight. So it scored you eight points. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I thought maybe that I'd get a little bit more, but you know, I guess uh, I think Sniper Elite Four probably came out with a similar average. But a good game, from what I understand, it's on Game Pass as well, isn't it? Wayne? It is. It looks really. It definitely looks like the best one in the series by far. Yeah. Yep, uh, and then the one that you've just got reviewed was F122. Uh, it's got 83, but like I said, it hasn't actually added the points onto your total yet, so I assume it's going to get plus 13 for you. Yeah. That, again, that was solid last year, I think, so, uh, you know, again, another solid score. I don't know about you guys, but every time Chris has got a game coming out, I'm just like sitting there going, please be a buggy mess. Please be a buggy mess. Yeah. I, I, uh, was the, I was the same with you last year. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. So with F1, Chris, you, you have got the highest total so far. You're, you're, you've got a total of 119, uh, an average of 11.9 uh, with 10 games scored. So yes, you're, you're, you're king at the moment. Yay! Uh, then Tom... You've had you had Mario Strikers Battle League. Um, we mentioned briefly about what Nintendo sports games seem to be a bit in an odd place with the Switch, but you only got seventy four, which is plus four. I remember I got something similar for for Mario Golf last year, where I thought, oh, it's a, it's a Nintendo game, it's going to do well, and it didn't have, get very good reviews at all. Yeah, I thought that was a given. <clears throat> I thought we'd get a little bit more than a, th- a four, but yeah, it's it fair in your assessment, Wayne. Seems you're the only played it. Yeah, it's a fair assessment. Um, I think, to be fair, I think the the last Mario Strikers on the week got a similar score to that as well. So it, it was par for the course, I'm afraid. Fair enough. Uh, and then, like Chris, Tom, you've you've just had one reviews come out today for Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which is the DLC to, to Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, and perhaps unsurprisingly, it's, it's, it's got very good scores too. It's got, uh, at the moment, it's got 89, which would get you 19 points. Nice. So yeah, definitely brings you back up in the running. Um, so again, assuming assuming you get those nineteen points from Monster Hunter Rise, you, you would be at uh, a total of seventy eight, which would place you in third third place. Uh, 
average of 8.7 but that's a bit like again as i keep saying you, you've already managed to get both your counter picks as zero so it's actually that's a bit unfair on the average front uh for myself it's actually i've had no review updates i've got the least game scored and it's a bit of, it's getting a bit concerning now because even again a lot a lot of the games i've still got on my list i still don't have like a firm date in so you know unless unless i turned out you know actually get some games coming out this year does does doesn't look good for me um I've got a total of 61, which is the lowest. Uh, I do have a fairly good average. Is it like at 10.2? It would be the second, it's technically the second highest average. But yeah, it doesn't mean anything if the games won't come out. I was going to say, I mean, Stanley Parable, I'll still, uh, you know, I can't get over that one. That's that, yeah, that was definitely a shocker. Bag, yeah. Bagged to 20 points. And then, like you said, your average is really good for the games that have actually come out. <laughs> so, but yeah. you, you haven't had that many yes, yet. And, like, so, and, in, yeah. and as mentioned before, I am slightly worried about Stray now. I feel like that's going to actually, I'm going to lose points in that. Um, and in Wayne, you've just had the, the one game come out, which was um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, again, got good good scores. Eighty seven got you seventeen points. Yeah, I'm very tempted to pick that up. You've played a little bit, haven't you, Wayne? Yeah, I've um, I'm uh, level six. I've got two of sixteen. You level uh, up? No, no, it's the amount of chapters. Uh, oh, okay, it okay. actually plays like um, one of the old school turtles games in terms of you driving. You have a little map that drives the turtle van around to pick the level. Okay. Uh, cool. But it's really cool. It's really cool. Six player co op is it as well? It is, yes. but I think that would just be absolutely nuts. Madness. There's enough going yeah. on with three, put yeah. it like that. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, Excellent. So, and then total wise, uh, when you're in second place um, with 89, but you have also had the same number of games scored as Chris, and you've, uh, you average is only 8.9 compared to Chris's 11.9. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, to be fair, I'm I'm just I'm sitting here thinking I can still get second because Tom's got um, Hellblade <laughs> two on counter pick and that's never coming out this year. No, you'd have thought that they'd have said something at the Microsoft conference about that if it was coming out. And, and Pete's just got all these hopes on Silk Song, and that ain't never coming no. out. This year, no, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was ha- I was happy to see it at the actual yes, but even then it, it didn't have a date on, and it's just like oh, this is never coming out. Is it? It's it's God of War, I think. You've got to pin some yeah, words definitely. on that, haven't you, coming out? Yeah, and, and similar, um, like we've mentioned before, it's like that was a bit worrying when that didn't show, that was a no-show as well. There's going to be, yeah. I think there's going to be a few twists and turns at the end of the year. I was going to say, normally, it would be uh, God of War, Ragnarok, uh, State of Play announced tomorrow for Friday, yeah. wouldn't it, with our show line. <laughs> Good stuff. Right, is that it? I think... I think so. Have we... Are we done? We've not done too badly. We're about two and a half hours, so um, I think we did quite a good, good thing there. I, I quite like the timing thing, um, so I might do that again next time. Because um, yeah, but is um, anybody else got anything they want to add? Any shout outs? Anything, Wayne? Anybody? Um, I just wanted to add um, a game that I was looking forward to. Just the one. I did make a list of about seven or eight. But um, it's uh, Escape Academy. It is coming out on everything. It is going to be on Game Pass, though. Um, but it was basically a game made in lockdown from people that um, used to run escape rooms. Okay. And it's getting really good previews. Mm. Um, it's a game that not many people would have heard about, and I would say um, give that a go. So that's Escape Academy. Good stuff. Cool. Pete, anything for you? Uh, no, I, d- I just... 
wanted to give a quick shout out to our to our overlord Dave, um, just because he's been he's been tweeting us nice messages as he's been trying to get um, the achievements on deep diving adventures. So you know, good luck, Dave. Hope it goes well. Yeah, you stole mine actually because I was going to say uh, not only that, but he did put a message in our WhatsApp, um, or I forwarded it on to you, I think, uh, he's saying that he's been since he's been listening to our show, he's actually been uh, encouraged to you know, hundred uh, percent cause he's got an Xbox. So he's got game pass as well. And, and to actually get a thousand points on, on the games that he's playing. So that's really cool to hear. I think he was enjoying sniper elite five, um, shooting Hitler in the, in the bollocks, um, is some, his his favorite pastime at the moment. So, but yeah, no, I think he's, he's definitely been, um, buying into that. So if, that's really cool. If anybody's, you know, encouraged to go for platinums or a thousand points on games, then, then let us know. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Uh, Tom, uh, no, I just echo everything you guys have said. Um, yeah, thanks everyone that's been listening. Thanks for all the nice feedback that we that we get between recordings. And looking forward to doing the next one next month. Yep, cool. Right, so uh, if you go over to 60mw.co.uk, that's the website which has got all of the links to the shows, to the reviews, um, to to everything really. That's the main hub of where you'll find all of the other stuff that we do, as well as this show. Uh, if you go to at uh, 60mw podcast on Twitter, that's where all the the tweets and updates are, and all the giveaways that we do, uh, which are usually DVDs and Blu-rays for people to. All you gotta do is just retweet the the, the message, and then you're entered into the draw. Um, I'm at dastardly jabby on Twitter, uh, Wayne. At Jet Set Diddy. Pete. Uh, at at Sun, which is T-A-T underscore S-U-N underscore. And Tom. At Tom Marrett, which is M-A-R-E-T-T. Excellent. There you go. Well, thanks for listening. Um, it's been fun. And we'll see you next month for some more gaming goodness. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.